Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Bears and Izzy for breakfast, 5th of October. A great wee Tuesday here at Bears and Izzy for breakfast because, well, we've got plenty of sport to dissect, including the NFL and uh, Brady's return to Foxborough. That had us all compelled yesterday. Izzy, we loved it. It was a fantastic Tuesday. Fantastic (laughs) Tuesday, Louis. We had Ben Volan on. Ben Volan out of the Boston Globe talking all things NFL. Tom Brady's return to Gillette Stadium to take on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. That was a great conversation with Ben Volan. Uh, the Steelers, well, they are cooked, as he would say. They are cooked with Ross Berger at uh, quarterback. Uh, we also had my take on Geordie Barrett, and we had some great text messages coming through about Geordie Barrett. He is the cog in the, at number 15. He is our lock-in, our shoe-in at the 15 jersey. Who do they have around him? Well, wingers. Who needs to be there going forward so we can build a, a bomb squad heading into France and Paris 2023? So that has been a great conversation. We also had Devin Conway out of the Black Caps are heading off to the UAE to prepare to take on Pakistan in the T20 World Cup opening on October the 26th. Great to chat to Devin Conway. And then, well, we had Jordan Olsen talking all things Rennie Ranger and the Tanifars up there in Whangarei. The mighty North, he is on 92.4 FM up there in Whangarei. And he was a great chat. Uh, a lot of uncertainty with the Bunnings NPC at the moment, but they tipped up Waikato. Great to chat to him. And then, well, coming up, we're going to talk to Mark Gifkins. He is my old school teacher. He is all things Ross Shield. Ross Shield is a huge part of Hawks Bay Junior Rugby, and I can't wait to share that with you. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Of allergy season this spring and pick up Claritine from Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now just $26.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Tuesday, the 5th of November. No, October. I should say November. I've gone early. Gone early. It's 5th of October. And it's just after six in the morning. So thank you so much for joining us, wherever you are. Hope you're having a great day. It's uh, a horrible day down here in Christchurch, actually. Windy, a bit raining, and uh, a bit rainy, and yeah, a bit yuck out there. So it's a great day to share the airways with you this morning. Uh, well, how good is a Monday morning if you're an NFL fan? My Carolina Panthers went down to the mighty Cowboys but it was the return labelled by ESPN of Tom Brady and the Bucks as they headed to Gillette Stadium to take on his old team, New England Patriots. Steve Ruiz out of the United States in the NFL will join us this morning to talk all things NFL. Looking forward to that chat and give us a text with your team and how they're tracking. Any questions you want to throw to Steve Ruiz? It's been an awesome competition. Four rounds in so far. The Arizona Cardinals are 4-0. 4-0. Kyler Murray. Outstanding over there. He's um he's been leading the charge for the Arizona Cardinals. My Panthers are three and one, which was unheard of. I couldn't believe it. Sam Darnold has been leading the charge there for Carolina Panthers. But looking forward to chatting to Stephen Ruiz 
uh, the United States to talk NFL. And well, just after that, 7.20ish, I'm going to give my take on Geordie's development over the last few years and his transition into one of the premier fullbacks around the globe. Geordie Barrett yesterday spoke about him. Uh, just an unbelievable transition. He's been he's been fantastic. He's been uh, amazing. I can't say unbelievable. I don't know why I said that again. Uh, he's been outstanding. He's been fantastic. I'll take that one back. He's been fantastic. He's been outrageous. He's been outrageous. Can I say that one? Anyway, uh, yeah, going to give my little take on Geordie Barrett's uh, development over the last couple of years. Looking forward to that. And then just after that, we're going to talk to a bit of T20 World Cup cricket. It's fast approaching as the coaches and one player left Auckland yesterday for the UAE to start their prep for round one game against Pakistan on the 26th of October. Devin Conway joins us just before eight to talk all things cricket. Looking forward to chatting to Devin Conway. Uh, he's an absolute champion and plays some outstanding cricket too. So looking forward to chatting to Devin Conway. I think he averages over 60 runs in all formats of the game. Devin Conway from South Africa. He's made his life here in New Zealand. He's been here for four years. So that was a really, really good chat with Devin Conway yesterday. And then, well, back to the provinces and talking some Bunnings NPC. Big, big win last Friday night for the Northland Tanifars as they took down competition leaders Waikato. Jordan Olsen, he's the Tanifars hooker, joins us hopefully, hopefully to share a few stories about Rennie Ranger who played his 100th game for the mighty Tanifars there up in Northland. So looking forward to chatting to Jordan Olsen and the Tanifars. And well, to finish the show, I've always spoken about it. I spoke about it yesterday, about the Ross Shield. It's competition in Hawke's Bay. Six, year six and seven-year-olds, they are the quality. They are quality um, players, uh, young kids back in the Hawke's Bay. They get an opportunity to play. There's, I think there's, there's five teams, Hastings East, Hastings West, Wairau, Dannyverk, Napier, and Central Hawks Bay. And they play a game. They play a game every single day. And my Hawk, uh, Hastings East side yesterday, they played my little nephew's side as well, uh, Napier. And they actually got up in that result. If you know the rest of the, the, rest of the results from day one in the Rochelle, can you give me a text on double eight double three, please? Um, just before 9 o'clock, we've got Mark Gifkins. He's the chairman of the Rochelle joining us to, to share his insights. Uh, the challenges he's faced. With the Ross Shield and, and the, you know, what we're dealing with in this day and age, COVID. But, um, yeah, if you know the results, give us a text on double eight double three. Um, I know my Hastings East got up over Napier, so that's a big, big win to start the tournament. Today we have Danny Burke versus Hastings West Ross Shield, Napier Ross Shield versus Whitehall, and Central Hawks Bay versus Hastings East Ross Shield. So that is just before 9 o'clock, Mark Gifkins. And, well, here's my old teacher as well from primary days. So, well, I'm not looking really looking forward to that. He might share a few stories about this little naughty kid, Israel Dad, growing up. But anyway, looking forward to it. We've got a great show for you. Thanks so much. And like always, we'd love to hear from you. We are you in the country. Give us a text on double eight double three. We'd love to hear from you. We've got a text early. Should Big Ben retire for the Steelers? As a Steelers fan, he is very frustrating. There's from Jimmy and Christchurch. Wow. Ah, big Big Ben Roethlisberger. Ah, yeah. Look. It's, yeah, it's been a challenge. I don't think age is a factor. I think it's, it's his movement. I think it's his movement. In, the, in this day and age, you need a quarterback that can actually move and get around. You know, Brady, I'm saying that Brady doesn't really move that well. He's got a hell of an arm. Um, 
Yeah, I think they should change. I think they need to change it at quarterback there, Ben Roethlisberger. I just don't know who else they could take, mate, Jimmy. Who else is there? Is there any other options? Who's the backup? Who's the backup quarterback for the Steelers? Um, is there any other options? Or do they just have to bite their tongue and go with the, with Ben Roethlisberger? So that's the question. Um, we'll pass that over to our NFL correspondent, which isn't Stephen Ruiz. It isn't Stephen Ruiz, sorry. We've got another one. We've got a late change. We've got Ben Volan out of the Boston Globe. Ben Volan joins us to talk uh, NFL. So not Stephen Ruiz, not Andy Ruiz's cousin. I think he's training Andy Ruiz for the boxing coming up. But, um, yep, anyway, that's enough from me. Keep those texts coming in on double eight double three. Good morning to the team in Auckland. Louie, Trudy, Joe, and Karen in the back there. How are we, team? How are we? Boxer fluffies. Oh, yeah. Flying. Yes. Absolutely yes. Flying, flying, eh? Flying. Hey, um, you texted there, you, Jimmy. Love it, Jimmy. Want as much NFL chat as we can get for Ben Volan out at the Globe. He was there all over the return, the Tom Brady. The, don't yeah. Americans just do things so big and well? They brand everything. like They, <sighs> they make it a spectacle, eh, is he? It was incredible. Mm. They put on a show. Even the NFL, yeah, credit, uh, NRL, I should say, NRL over in Australia, like, credit to them. Like, that pre-game um, performance, you know, the whole spectacle they yeah, put on a right. show for the fans. So, like, you know, they really embrace it, and it's something I think New Zealand has to do. I know there's a lot of money involved, and, you know, like there's a lot of probably strains within the budget that they can't afford to probably do that. I'd love to see a Super Rugby final, the Super Rugby final, or my, even just the Bunnings final. They, they just put on a, you know, a few fireworks, a little, you know, a little show before, a little concert to play some things. So it just really creates the atmosphere and just makes it a bit more of a spectacle than just a rugby game. Rugby's like a big part of it, but the build-up, you know, the hype. You know, NFL, they have their, um, their pre-game shows out in the public outside, so the fans are out the back and cheering their teams on, waving their flags, so they do it, do it really well. Um, but yeah, I think they could learn a lot there, Louis. I do, mate. I agree. And uh, I, I love it. I love tuning in. You, you kind of you absolutely summed it up perfectly, mate. Like in, in New Zealand, our time zone's so good. The Sunday night and Monday mm. night football, so Monday and Tuesday afternoons, on the couch, and Thursday night football as well. I absolutely love it. Like, it's such a good time just to stick the feet up when you're doing breakfast radio, have a little nap, have a little doze, a dosey doze on the couch, and just kind of sit there and enjoy it. Um, so Jimmy from Christchurch, appreciate your message. Mason Rudolph is the backup uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, and he is maybe more famous for um, getting his getting his head attacked with his own helmet by Miles Garrett. And then secondly, dating Jeannie Bouchard. Oh. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know this. Yep. Oh. Yes, Jeannie mm. Bouchard. Okay. Yeah. How do you reckon Jeannie's feeling with uh, Emma Radicanu coming on the scene? <laughs> She's got like <laughs> her kind of like her glitz and glitz. I think Emma might even be... Yeah, she's taking it away. Yeah. Well, Jenny, because Jenny had that season where she was unbelievable. Oh, there we go. I've done it. She, she was. <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. She was. Um, I think I might have done that on purpose. Um, she, she, what? She made two uh, semi-finals. That she made Wimbledon final, um, the Australian Open semi-final. I think so. She was actually good yeah. for a while. You forget that she actually was a good tennis player, but she's kind of oh faded. She was fantastic. Mm. She was fantastic, Louis. Fantastic. Say that. You're allowed to say that one. Fantastic. 
<laughs> you need to quantify why you're having fun with these words. <laughs> okay, look, look uh, uh, yesterday, like this is yesterday. We got a, I got a letter at home. I got a letter at home. So hate my mail, word, uh, you got hate ha- mail. Yeah, I got some hate mail. I got some hate mail. Apparently, hard copy. Apparently, my word, my word is unbelievable. I say it all the time. Probably don't even know I'm saying it, but apparently I say it all the time. You know, I got a message yesterday, yesterday in the mail, and you got to take your head off the links this person's gone through to get this letter here. So they've obviously listened to the show. They know I live in Ohoka. So they've written to Israel Dag to put a three, 23 cent um, stamp on it. And they've sent it to Israel Dag in a hawker. And so the mailman's got this letter with no address. And he's riding around um, a hawker trying to find someone. He, he turns up to Luke Romano's house. And obviously knows Luke played rugby. And he goes to Luke, oh, you'd know where he lives. Gives him this letter. Then Luke, he <coughs> thinks it's from a little fan. That's how... Terribly written it was. Um, anyway, he gives it to the son. He gives, so he thinks it's this little kid sending me this letter. So he brings it over, gives it to me, and I open it up. And it's just this big spell on, on um, unbelievable, this word. So why don't I use... Other words. Uh, you, you idiot. He called me an idiot. You're an idiot. And why don't you use fantastic, terrific, or... Uh, what was another word? I can't even remember the other word. Um, it, it just went on. But, mate, the lens this person went to to get this letter through. But it, not just that. Mate, Jason Pine, Piney, got the same letter seven years ago, written exactly the same. So this person's got a word. I've got something against the word outstanding. So uh, unbelievable, I must say. Unbelievable. It's but just there you go. Just in some so words that we could use instead. There <laughs> you go. Is outstanding fair game? If you're listening, if you're listening out there, give us a call. Give us a call. Unbelievable man. Give us a call, please, <laughs> on, on 0800 I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Brilliant. Can you use that one? Oh. At least my letter got brilliant. to you. You're brilliant, was he? <laughs> yeah, Trudy's gone to lunch. <laughs> it was a, Trudy got a, a nine-year-old kid to write it. Trudy, was he? You? <laughs> no. Oh, you I would think you never know do someone, that. eh? You think you know someone, <laughs> Trudy, have you got any hate mail? No, you speak never. really well. Oh. You wouldn't give me hate mail. No, back when, back when I was doing a bit of more breakfast radio with Blackie. Remember Blackie? The legend that is Blackie on radio? Kevin no. Black? Yeah. Yeah. We used to get a few. But, so, but it was directed at all of us. Yeah, no, no. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's valid. Like hey, you know, facts. like we're in this industry. I'm in this industry that's been around for a very long time, and I, and like I, I'll be honest, I never went to broadcasting school, never went to you know anything like that. Me and neither. I get, an, I, I understand that people love what they want, and they love what they hear, and and I'm all about that. And people have their own opinions. Like I've been, I've been in the game where you, you're being judged every step of the way. You know, you're being watched. Every single moment of the day, so I get that. I get it, and, and it's okay. People are going to like me, and people are not going to like what I'm about, and they'll probably switch that. I switch off the airways, and that's fine. But um, look, I'm here. I'm giving it a go, and I'm giving it a a try. I'm putting myself out there, and, and that's what life's about. Life's about challenging yourself and, and having a go at something. And you should never ever mock someone for that. I don't feel anyway. So look, can I you give like you a me, positive? You can I give you a positive? Because you're okay, the only broadcaster that does it, and I'm I'm a bit picky with this one. You're the only person that says All Blacks versus Australia. You say versus. Everyone else says verse, and it's not verse. That's what you do with the poem. Oh. So you're the only person that says versus, and I'm very <laughs> impressed. Wow. Oh, okay. Versus. Wow. And that's what it is. It's verses, and v. everyone else says verse. V. Huh? What about V? V. Now, you could, oh, if you're writing it down, for sure, but when you're saying it, it's verses. Verses. I've got to make sure I say verses now. Singing verses. Every single time. I'm trying hard not to say unbelievable. This is good. This is great stuff. You're checking ourselves. Um, no, Izzy, I think you're fine, mate. Don't let this. Don't nah, let nah. some, don't let some good, primary school oh, handwriting oh. get you down. 
Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, mate. Honestly, it, it is is small fish, mate. I got bigger things. Do you know what's, do you know what's big life. fish? My kids are. What's that? Oh, your kids are. Your, that's real. That's real big fish. That's like <laughs> whale shark. Do you know what's just like good sized fish? Like a, a proper, like a nice marlin. Yeah, like a marlin. The fact that yeah, bloody Zuckerberg's under attack. <laughs> oh, Mark, I know, mate. Zucks, Zucks, our. Mate, Zucks, WhatsApp of WhatsApp, uh, Instagram, and of course. Mate, he's out sailing. Facebook fame. Is he? Is he on a boat? He's, got... he's out sailing, mate. Him and his wife Priscilla are out sailing. I saw you sail on, on a yacht. Well, so they probably just think they're out of reception. What's going on? No, that's right. But, yeah, um, still down, by the way. If just you're, checking. If you've woken up this morning and you've tried to, yeah, the first thing you do is you turn on your, your radio and tune in all the SCNZ app and you turn into us. And the second thing you do is you open your Facebook app and it's not loading. Well, it's because it's under attack. Well, we don't really know if it's under mm-hmm. attack, but it is uh, not working at the moment. Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp. So they've had a big collapse. They're all owned. And MySpace. And MySpace. <laughs> and Bebo. Remember Bebo? I do remember Bebo. <laughs> I do remember Bebo. Bebo was great. What about Bebo? Oh, man. I yeah. can't believe that thing. Be- Bebo. Bebo oh, was really would have been Bebo. a Bebo's. Well, we might have to. Someone, hey, can someone log into their Bebo account and see if it's still working? <laughs> What are some other ones? Surely there's some other ones. Um, Some other ones. Bebo, MySpace. That was that kind of the Bebo was the first on on the show. MSN Messenger. Yeah. Uh, MSN Messenger was a was definitely pretty glitchy. I actually, Izzy, I've got. And then it was writing letters, wasn't it? And then it. Well, that was yeah. (laughs) Nice segue. Nice segue. Yeah. Back to writing letters. I um I actually got hacked last night. Unrelated. Well, might be related. My my Facebook what? my personal Facebook last night got hacked. I I suffered a hack. Um, for the first time in my life, I've been hacked. It was actually, it was pretty bizarre. I was asleep because we get up at stupid o'clock, and so I was asleep. But you know, at half eight or whatever it was, woke up at about ten ten thirty, and I just I saw my phone was just like going berserk. And I said to Shannon and my partner, I said, "What's going on with the phone?" She said, "It's just been going off the chat." And I got this weird message from you, and it said, "Is this you?" And then it had a link with some emojis, and it had sent it to about fifty to uh, I'd say between fifty and a hundred people on my friends list had got this thing for me, and my phone was blowing up. People were like, "Mate, I reckon you've been hacked here," and I went on, and um, yeah, like a Samsung S, a Samsung S nine Galaxy or whatever had like logged in from some weird part of the Taranak- Taranaki. That's what that's where the Facebook locator said it was from, and it was like you might want to you know delete your delete that off and change your password and stuff. So. At 10.30, between 10.30 and 11 o'clock last night, I was replying to people saying, hey, uh, don't click on that. Don't, just, that's not me. And most people had worked it out. So I was good, you know, good faith in um, society that people had worked out I was a hack. But I got hacked and now Zuckerberg's been hacked. So it's karma, really, isn't it? Gosh, Izzy's getting hate mail. You're getting hacked. What's the world coming to? (laughs) Shivers. Well, I don't know. What is the world coming to? What did you get out of yesterday's announcement? Anyway, let's move on. Let's go to land. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Um, so if you got an unsolicited message from me yesterday asking you to click on something, apologies. But, um, and um, Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> under the pump himself. But there's plenty of sport going on. Um, the co- Yeah, the COVID situation, well, we don't really know what's happening with Auckland. At some stage, we're going for a picnic this weekend. <laughs> Hoorah. Trudy's got her, t- her table out there. Yep. She's booked her reserve I put a reserve sign on it. Yeah. I stole a reserve sign, <laughs> put it on there, go there Wednesday, 12.05. That's good. Maybe we should solicit for some, uh, maybe we should get some uh, best picnic spots in Auckland. <laughs> double A, double three, where are you going for your picnic this weekend? Uh, no, but Sam, Sam Kane is 
Sam Kane is playing Heartland Rugby. The All Blacks are on the move. There's plenty of rugby news to update you on, so we'll do that after this. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 20 minutes past 6 o'clock. We're unbelievable in super form. Mark Zuckerberg's being hacked, just like the rest of us. And we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's 25 minutes past 6 o'clock. Izzy, there's lots of rugby news going on, but I actually just realised it's also fight week. We've got Deontay Wilder, Tyson mm. Fury this week. I just That just clicked with me. I can't wait for that. The third, the trilogy will be completed. Are you a Fury guy or a Wilder guy? I'm a Fury, mate. Fury, 100% Tyson Fury. Just love what he's um, been able to come back from, has achieved, like off the field probably more than me. He, I know he's had his own mental health problems and uh, he's very been very open about it. Went through his struggles when he won yeah. the, the heavyweight champ, uh, championship of the world off Klitschko. So... Yeah, and, and just following him on Instagram. I don't know. I've never met him from Bar Soap, but just yeah, just love what he's about. And I just wonder, like, obviously with Joshua losing, has this lost its, uh, you know, its, its appeal? You know, is this a, a obviously Fury wants to win this, but you know, Fury gets this win, he loses. Uh, the, the, does that usage and Fury fight have as much pull as it would have been if it was Joshua Fury? You know, that's the only question marks that I'm. And from I know there was a two hundred million dollar fight, and I, I think I heard Kevin Barry talking to Ian Smith about it. That Fury was fuming post that fight when Joshua lost to Usyk. Um, obviously, reasons is he had a hundred million dollars guaranteed <laughs> to get in the purse. That's a starter, but you know. So I want to know at home: is this fight still appealing to you? Does this Tyson mm. Fury Wilder fight still appeal to you, knowing that if he gets the win, he's going to go up against Usyk? And Usyk is no slouch as well. Like, oh, yeah, we, like on, does that hold the same appeal as it does with Joshua Fury and, and the hype? You know, the hype that's gone into it and Wilder coming in after he got smacked up a couple of times. You know, and he taking Fury to court, holding him to ransom. So he had to take this fight, which took precedence over the other fight. You know what I mean? So, like, I want to know if Usyk. Fury, if Fury's able to get the win, and do you think Fury can get the win first and most, first and foremost, does it, you know, up against Wilder, can he get that dub? But does that hold? Does that fight still hold the same appeal? Let us know on double eight, double three. Yeah, love it. I think it does personally. I actually think you can make an argument that this fight means more now. This is maybe one of the better mm. fights because you've got lost Joshua out of the the picture. So uh, we'll talk about mm. it towards the end of the week, mate. Uh, Scott Barrett and Paddy Tua ups. Paddy Tua Pelotu is coming home. Um, they've both got lucky with the MIQ lottery, which is awesome for them. They've got um, family commitments here. Scott Barrett's, I think lucky? it's his... What do you mean? <laughs> oh, you're running one of those conspiracies. How many people were pushing buttons? Oh, it was a whole NZR pushing buttons or what? <laughs> oh, I love it. I didn't want to be the conspiracy guy, but you're the former All Blacks. So you're allowed. That's great. Yeah. Well, it, it is like the, I see Liam Napier at the Herald's done an article and he's like, they've, they've managed to, you know, they win, won the lottery and then they listed all of the athletes that have been very vocal overseas Hayden Wild, Michael Venus City Kickboxing, none oh, of them can get it but, be oh, I think that this will just feed the beast I don't know. <laughs> it's going to feed the beast 100%. I, I was reading a few uh, comments posted, oh they should go buy the lottery Twenty, I think it's 21 million this week 22 million the, the lottery on, on Wednesday so maybe they should get buy the lottery <laughs> it's, no, look, that aside, they've got two two slots and like you said uh, Patrick Tupelotu and Scott Barrett's come back for family reasons. Scotty's about to have his um, first newborn child. Patrick, he's got a young family too. He goes to Japan next year, so he, I think it's a pretty tough time for him. Oh, 
I know they wanted to probably send more back, but now it's given opportunity, mate, for Dane Coles to head over, the Colesinator, um, Sam Kane. We're going to talk about that a bit more with him joining King Country and, and you know, just how how good is that? Him going back to the Grassroots Heartland Championship and having a run around for the Rams, King Country Rams there. And then Josh Lord, mate. We're going to talk about Josh Lord. Josh Lord. Mm. Mm. Clayton McMillan uh, spoke about him the other day and I was like, look, I don't know too much about this kid, but he's just bolted in. He's bolted into the All Blacks and that's what we want to ask you at home as well. Who are the biggest bolters out of nowhere? Is Who he? are the biggest bolters over the years? He'll be one of them. He's genuine. Like, this is a genuine 100-to-1 mm. shot. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. He's obviously got skill in game. He's obviously, they've seen something within his game. And he's huge. He's, he can't, I, was, I was listening to Neil Barnes yesterday talking about him. I mean, he comes from a farming background. He's tough, you know, just yeah. gets about his work. You know, you would have seen, you say, when the cameras rocked up to his house, he was a bit shell-shocked, didn't know what to do. <laughs> Um, you know, that's the type of bloke that we're getting, you know, Josh Lord out, out of uh, Taranaki. Um, so good on him. Good on him. What an absolute unbelievable time for him. And this will be a time he'll cherish for a very, very long time. Being able to share that with his family takes me back to 20, 2010 when, when the newsrooms flooded my house. I don't know what was going on. So it's a very special time for him and, and enjoy it. But got me thinking, who are some, some all that bolsters? Ozai Toyaba? Isaiah Tuiava, when he made the team yeah. out of absolute nowhere, I think he played one EPC game for Auckland. And probably on no one else's radar, but the coaches have obviously seen. Is, anyone, is there anyone else? Anyone else? Stop, stop, give us a text on double eight three double double eight double three. Let us know your um, All Blacks bolters. Love you out there. Simon Mannix, I was reading. Simon Mannix, out of nowhere. Jonah Lomuwa, he's not a bully, he's outstanding, but he's 19 years old. Ben Smith, 09, playing for Otago. Yep. Went on to be one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. Well, they it's it. They don't often miss when they pick a bolter, but occasionally they do. Double eight, double three. Who are the players that have just been plucked out of nowhere? Help us out here. We we love this. Have we talked about Izzy's outstanding letter? Yes, we have. You can go back and listen to the start of the show on the podcast channel. Baz and Izzy for breakfast are in the SNZ app and on double eight, double three. Can Louis stop trying to scam people via Facebook Messenger? I can, <laughs> and I have. I was. Uh, it was a very short lived. And, um, yeah, hacked, just like Zuckerberg's been hacked right now. Anyway, we've got to go to the news with Trudy. It is about 29 minutes to 7 o'clock. News with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 26 minutes away from 6 o'clock. Welcome into Baz and Izzy for breakfast this morning. Uh, a lovely morning where Facebook's been hacked. So have I. And the Chennai Super Kings have just got a wicket when they needed it most. Uh, Stephen Fleming's Super Kings, of course. Delhi needed four off two, and he's just got out. Uh, Dwayne Bravo has struck. Axar is out. He's hit it straight to cover, which is not great. So they need four off the last delivery. Now, the man, DJ Bravo, doing his thing at the IPL. Quickly, a little loveracing.nz update. It's a little bit quiet today. Well, not if you're in the racing world, of course. Otaki and Rickard and Trials on. Trials, very important part of the industry. Tomorrow, we're at Taupo. Awapuni on Thursday. Down at Timaru on Friday. And then Matamata and Harwood are get nice meetings this weekend. Before next weekend, it's another Group 1 
meet another Group 1 week as the end of the Hastings, the Hawks Bay Triple Crown, comes to an end. Same day, of course, as Caulfield Cup and the Everest. So we are well and truly smack bang in the middle of spring. And um, well, I guess spring is usually, well, the autumn tour, the spring tour where the All Blacks go up north, and they're preparing to do so with one Josh Lord boarding the plane is he I mean we're just talking about it before the news with Trudy he is a genuine bolter like that you know rugby fans would have maybe heard his name but you don't know too much about him are there other locks that have will be feeling a little bit hard done by do you think or or is this just fair enough that's just how it works yeah uh, there is there is other locks as well there's Conan Strange back in Tasman who he made the All Blacks last year um he's been in the environment too as well um so I'd, I'd say he'd be he'd feel a bit hard but hard done by as well. Uh, guy Quinn Strange, he's probably many more. I know Mitchell Dunshay, he's been injured for the Crusade, uh, Canterbury, Canterbury side, and uh, so he's coming back from injury. He's been a part of that All Black side as well. So look, there will be a lot of players that have been that that'll be hard done by. But good on Josh Law. We can't take this away from him. This is a special time for him and his family. So let's just um, embrace it. And he's got an opportunity. He's going to fly over with Sam Whitelock. I'm sure they'll be sitting together. I wouldn't be surprised once they're in the environment, they'll be rooming together because there's no one better to learn from than Sammy Whitelock. So he'll just go in there. He'll soak it up. There won't be too many um, things asked of him early. He'll just be in there embracing the culture, embracing the cha- uh, the challenge, just getting a little inkling to what it takes to, to be in the All Blacks, you know, the pressures that come with it. So this is an exciting time for Josh Lord and, and looking forward to to watch him. Now we know the name. Now we know the name. We're going to go watch him with, with a ton of interest. I know he's going to potentially play this weekend um, before he heads off overseas. And speaking of someone that's going to play as well, Sam Kane. Sam Kane for the King Country uh, Rams, mate. What a, wow. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? When he announced it last night, uh, flicked him a message and said, congratulations, mate. Awesome. Great. It's like, uh, great to see him back, coming back from a, a neck injury and coming back from his his injuries and, and what he's been through. It's great to see Sammy came back and just adds another string to that All Blacks loose forward, which is absolutely stacked anyway. Um, so it's only going to be good things for the All Blacks, but it was more for me, him going to Heartland, him going back to Topork, to King Country, to those areas, and, and giving back, you know, giving back to to the younger generation, just seeing what kind of hype it'll create. I know there's no crowds at the moment, which is a bummer because I know that game, would have been a you know a sellout with with Sam Kane's influence there and what it does for Heartland Rugby. So if you're in if you're in Topol and you're in the King Country area, give us a call on 0800-150-811. Give us a call and we'd love to hear from you. We're a King Com- King Country's uh, Ram supporter. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. I want to know what what this does for for King Country Rugby and uh, you know in the area because it's uh, it's an outstanding. Um, choice from from New Zealand Rugby for him to go back and play for Heartland and King Country uh, Rams as well. Hats off to them for giving him this opportunity. Um, I know there might be a little bit of a sour note with um, other teams potentially stacking up, but it's only going to do positive things for New Zealand Rugby and the All Blacks, so I'm pumped, mate. Brett Cameron. Brett Cameron, bolter. Huge bolter. Played, played yeah. the only played the one test against Japan. There was a, a couple of guys that played in that test that might not have gone on to play too many more. Um, it was just mm. for the World Cup, wasn't it? Or Mitch Drummond. Mitch Drummond played one. Yes. Drummy. Yeah. So Drummy played a test. He's played one test in the J- Japan. I was at that game. We're lucky enough to watch the lads. Yeah. Brett Cameron played a test. Um, 
Look, I'm so happy, yeah. I'm so happy for Brett Cameron. He's gone to the uh, one or two turbos. He's putting on an absolute clinic. He's playing some outstanding rugby. Mm. I feel like when he was at the Crusaders, he just, he was just lacking in confidence. Um, didn't really get the opportunities. Uh, obviously, behind one of the best players in the world, Richie Maunga. But love <laughs> it. Love seeing Brett Cameron get some game time there with the turbos. So, yep, keep those coming. Keep those coming. Brett Cameron, 100%. I'd love to hear from, as you said, Izzy, people around the King Country. What has this been for the region? So the King Country, one of the most famed Heartland Championship sides, right? How's this for players that have played and worn the jersey before? Um, Of course, Colin and Stan Meads, just two of the behemoths of the rugby industry, but also Martin Johnson. The English captain, he actually came over here on a sabbatical way back when and played for um, Colin Meads' King Country. Way back in the day, he's obviously the World Cup winning captain in 2003. Um, So, yeah, there you go. Martin Johnson and now Sam Kane to play for the King Country Rams. Are you going to try and stand up over your fence and watch it in the weekend down there at Owen Park in uh, Taupo? I'd love to know who is going to get around him and, and what this means for the region. Double eight, double three. Get in touch with us. It's 20 minutes away from seven. Quizzy Dag is up next. 0800 Quizzy Dag. Now they'll ring. Now they'll ring. Unbelievable <laughs> edition coming up right now. Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. Here we go, here we go, here we go. There's no rap. Yo, yo. So I have to do one tomorrow. Okay, okay. Thanks for that. Let's get into the Quizzy chat. Okay, okay. Here we go. Ah, you know the rules. You know the rules. It's Quizzy time. There's five questions. Five questions. You get them right. Debt fifty dollars is all yours. We got Simon first up. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Izzy, mate. How you going? I'm going good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Ah, oh, that's good, mate. Keep your head up. I know you're in Auckland. You're doing it tough, mate. You're going well. You're going well. Here we go. I hope yeah. I can give you fifty bucks. Here we go. <laughs> Who are the two players Josh Lord will be replacing on the All Blacks end of year tour? Was that the two players? Yeah, who are the two players Josh Lord will, will be replacing? Uh, um, oh. Brody Retallick, one of them? Nah. Okay. Nah, sorry. Yes, sorry, Simon. Thanks, brother. Tim. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good, mate. Yucky weather out there, eh? Yeah, it's not good, mate. Not good. Yeah, not good. Anyway, good for the grass, good for the plants. Here we go, Tim. Uh, who are the two players Josh Lord will will be replacing on the All Blacks end of year tour? Uh, Patrick Tu, Pelotu, and Scott Barrett. Beautiful, beautiful. Question number two. Which Penrith Panthers player proposed to his girlfriend straight after the Sunday's grand final? Oh, the winger. Um, I don't know. Um, Lossy? Three. Is it Lossy? Two. Nah. Sorry, Timmy. Oh. Sorry, Timmy. Alan, good morning. Good morning, Izzy. Yeah, here we go, Al. This is your time, mate. Yeah, it was uh, Wasn't out. Brian Tall. Oh, yeah. That's right, mate. That's right. He's watching. Good work, Alan. Question number three. 
Cade Cunningham was the number one pick in the NBA 2021 draft. Which team will he play for? Oh, blimey. Wouldn't that be foggy? Um, Four, two, the Grizzlies? <laughs> no. Sorry, Al. Sorry, mate. Have a good day. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Hey, Cunningham. Uh, uh, good work, mate. Yep, good work. Good effort. Here we go. Question number four. I think you got this. Where will the Silver Ferns play the Aotearoa men's team now that Hamilton has moved to level three? Five. Actually, I do listen. Wellington, I believe I heard. Yes, yes. yes, he listens. Now, I feel like you're going to get this, Craig. I feel like you're going to get this. Oh, don't Who say, was the don't first say left- that. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get this, oh my gosh, where you been? But who was the first left-handed golfer to win a PGA Tour event or include in 1963 if too hard? I'll include 1963 to Bob Childs. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Too easy, Craig. There you go. Have you got a wee tip for us? Not a tissue. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. A tissue, a tissue. We didn't get paid. But we will soon, mate. We will soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Oh, that's brutal. (laughs) Do you Craig was that person that sent that text yesterday? Unbelievable, Craig. No, 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 no. <laughs> Someone out there, but that's okay. That's okay. What a oh. quiz. Great quiz. That, that last question, yeah. It was a, yeah, it's so, the first person you think when you think left-handed, isn't it? Oh, definitely, especially, oh, man, mm. back in the day, Sir Bob Charles. What an icon. Um, no, and, and look, I'm sick of people giving Izzy a hard time for his tipping. We spoke about it. it is, a tissue was a tip with the heart, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Every once in a while, when you feel passionately about a horse or a team, you're allowed to bet with the heart. And um, Yeah, and, and Brett, Brett's got some pressure on me. He says, we appreciate you, especially if you can tip us a winner tomorrow, Izzy. So there you go. I'm going to tip Brett a winner tomorrow. Stay tuned. I'm going to act. Mate. So I've had a wee look. It's in Topol. The meeting's in Topol tomorrow. So it's meant to be with Sam Kane going there. King Country, and, well, yeah. I'm going to tip a winner. <laughs> bang, bang. That's right. Bang, bang. And Brett, we see your question about the Dolphins. We can ask uh, We can ask our man Ben about the Dolphins coming up um, as well. We'd love to know all about that. It's 10 minutes away from 7. Trudy's World after this. Before we get to the news and then NFL afterwards. So if you do have any more questions about the NFL or Tom Brady and his return to the Patriots yesterday or to Foxborough to knock off the Patriots, send them through. Double eight, double three. Four minutes away from seven, and I definitely should have said, of course, we're welcoming this week our new partner, Ashley and Martin, to the show. They are sponsoring Quizzy Dag, and we're so stoked with that. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Appreciate their support here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And PJ from Tamuka's got a great text we will get to shortly, but right now. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's true as well. It's Trudy's World. 
Where's my sponsor? <laughs> no, I don't need one. <laughs> well, let's work on it. Let's, <laughs> no, just joking. let's work on it. Anyway, hack, attack, smack. Are you wondering why you can't connect socially this morning? Well, Facebook, Insta and WhatsApp are down and it's happening globally. All three platforms stop working around four, our time. Um, and re- really weirdly timed too, as Facebook's head of safety was live on TV in America at the time, mm. defending Instagram, the harms of Instagram. So quite, quite weird that it went down just as he was speaking. So it's been about three hours now and it's quite unheard of and quite rare to be on a global sort of worldwide scale so everyone's sort of wondering what's going on this morning people are all over twitter which is the only one working because it's not owned by mark zuckerberg um with their theories with most laughing that they're going to have to try and log in as we had a giggle before to their bebo their myspace their (laughs) msn messenger from and trying to remember the password from 2006 but um i guess you've just got to put the phone down turn up the radio connect with us via a text or a phone call and connect with your family yeah whatever (laughs) Do you think? I, I think it's a positive. I totally. think it's a positive, isn't it? Like, here, like we're sitting here between in the ads, like we can't go on our phones, and it's just becomes a, a habit, and it, you know, just becomes a habit, and you just pick up your phone, you scroll through Facebook, you go to stuff, you go to Instagram, and you go check your bank account because that might have grown by a couple of dollars, then you go out, and you, you know, you're just going through. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> oh, you know, you go. No, you don't. You know, you just sign up. You, you get into this habit and you constantly go through the same thing. I'm going you know, to have to start doing yeah. that. I'm going to have to start going to, not that it'll be moving Check much. Check your TAB account, 26 oh, cents. Yeah, it's depressing. Anyway, did you hear about the guy whose wife told him he was on Facebook too much? No. He blocked her. Um, no. So we just thought we'd talk about... <laughs> so, seriously, something serious now, guys, because Trudy's World's about serious okay. things like mm. the Godwit Burge. Yeah. Halloween. Yes. It's yes. in a couple of weeks. It gets very... Yes. It takes over the streets on the 31st of October. It's very American. I does just it still? Yeah, it mm. still does. Right. Well, COVID might have sort of... Mm. Might stop it this year. But do you get into it with your little ones, Izzy, or are they a bit young? Uh, at a, at, oh, we did. At the old house, we used to get into it. We'd walk around our little neighbourhood. We'd go get some lollies and... Um, and then leave them at the door and the kids would come around. So, yeah, it's a big part of here. But now we're in the rural area. I don't think it would, it'll, it'll happen out mm. these ways. I think we're a bit too far out now. Mm. Well, it is coming up October 31st always. Um, and I think actually to cancel Halloween this year because not for COVID worries at all. But, you know, I've been wearing a mask and eating lollies for the last 14 months. So there's no point <laughs> Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. It's permanent Halloween, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the lockdown layer is real. Oh dear! I hope they um actually in that plan yesterday they didn't talk about gyms opening, but I know that's a bit of a concern for people because do you reckon that comes in phase two or phase three? I'm just thinking of Halloween and obesity. And... I'm thinking it'll be phase two. Mm. The hairdressers are phase three, so mm. need a haircut. Need to go to the gym. <laughs> need just to <laughs> get out, eh? Oh, dearie me. Anyway, we're talking NFL very, very shortly on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. There's a great text there from PJ as well on Josh Lord, a genuine bolter. Hopefully we get our McCafe coffee very soon. Ben Volan coming up talking NFL. Right now it's the news with Kubota and Trudy. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is over in the UAE, so it's just Izzy and Louie today with the team Kieran, Joe and Trudy leading you today on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I hope you're having a great day so far. Great morning. That's right. Instagram, Facebook and WhatsApp is down. But I'll tell you what's not down is the SNZ app. The SNZ app is up and running, so make sure you tune in. And hear everything Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've had a good show so far. We've talked bolters, 
The All Blacks bolters, Josh Lord. Josh Lord has just bolted his way into the All Blacks. So we wanted to know about some bolters that you thought over the last couple of years. We probably never expected to make the team. So uh, I think Brett Cameron was a text we got in. I said uh, Isaiah Tuiava back in back in the day when Isaiah Ice bursted onto the scene and had a very successful All Blacks career. Uh, I was reading Simon Mannix back in the day. Jonah Lomu, 19 years old, but he was outstanding, so I don't know if he was a bolter. Everyone knew Jonah. Um, but yeah, keep those texts coming, coming in. We've had a, a great morning, great morning of conversations. Uh, we had a good quiz. We had a great quiz this morning. So if you've missed anything, make sure you head over to the SCNZ app and download the SNZ app and get all things podcast, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and you'll get all up to date of what's going on in the show. What's coming up? Well, 7.20, I'm going to give my take on Geordie Barrett. Geordie Barrett's development over the last couple of years and his, his transition into one of the premier fullbacks around the globe. Uh, just share some detail and what I've seen from the last couple of years. I'd love to share that with you. And then just after that, just before 8 o'clock, we're going to talk T20 World Cup. as fast approaching as the coaches... And one player left Auckland yesterday for the UAE to start their preparations for round one against Pakistan on the 26th of October. That is Devin Conway. Devin Conway joins us just before eight. And he's had an outstanding career and such a small career so far. Short career, I should say. Uh, he's averaging 60 runs in all formats. T20 tests and ODI. So what an absolute champion. We spoke about... A bit of NFL at the start of the show, actually. My Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, uh, going well. They're 3-1. They lost to America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, yesterday in Dallas as well. But put on a hell of a valiant effort. Arizona Cardinals are 4-0. Raiders are 3-0. They've had a bye. Um, so there's a few teams. So we thought we'd get someone in that exactly knows what he's talking about. It is. NFL Tuesday, we had a big Monday yesterday. Tom Brady went back to his own old uh, Gillette Stadium, New England Patriots. So here we go. He might be the biggest ticket in sport, and the Foxborough faithful who cheered and supported Tom Brady in two decades got a taste of what the rest of the league has had yesterday when the, he marched into his town with his new gang and the Tampa Bay Bucks outlasted the Patriots in a wet and wonderful thriller in the National Football League. Ben Volan is a senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe and a top NFL voice in the States. He joins us now. Good morning, Ben. What's morning here? How are you, Ben? Yeah, good morning there. Good afternoon here. It, uh, it feels like morning. It was a real late night for this game, and it, uh, it felt like a Super Bowl. There were helicopters swirling above, and uh, you know, TV shows, do, you know, the national morning shows were all doing uh, their sets at Gillette Stadium, and and you had a lot of people rooting for Tom Brady, even though he's on the other team. Yeah. So uh, it was a, a crazy night in Foxborough, and I thought the game was actually pretty entertaining and for the most part lived up to the hype. Yeah, so you thought it lived up to the hype with Tom Brady. I know he, there was a lot of Brady chanting at the start of the match, but when as soon as the whistle went, there was a lot of booing as well. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, tons of cheers for Brady before the game, which is what I uh, expected, and then once the game started, the New England fans said, we're going to boo you. You're, you're the visitor now. You're the enemy. And it wasn't, uh, you know, the, the angriest boos by any stretch, but uh, I thought they, they did a good job of letting Brady hear it all night. And Brady was pretty frustrated, uh, not with the booing, yeah. but just by Bill Belichick's defense. Uh, the Patriots 
did a good job of, of slowing down the Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady only completed 51% of his passes. It was his lowest completion percentage, I think, since 2019. So um, the Bucks came into the game ranked number one in the league in scoring, and the Patriots did a pretty good job of slowing them down. Do you, do you reckon with the build-up and the hype surrounding the return, as ESPN called it, do you reckon the build-up got to his home and he was a little bit nervous and a little bit apprehensive that might have affected his game? I do think the emotions maybe got the better of him a little bit. He probably wanted to come into the game wanting to put on a show, and, and you could tell he was pretty frustrated <laughs> with the way things were going last night. Uh, I remember the Bucks kicked a go-ahead field goal in the fourth quarter, and I was just watching Brady the whole time on the bench, and he barely moved a muscle, just no reaction, more probably more relief and frustration uh, than, than truly feeling success. It, my, my impression of the game was that Brady came away with the, with the W, no question. You know, that, that, that's what's most important. But I thought Bill Belichick overall kind of won the game because, like I said, I, I thought the Patriots' defense played very well. Um, the Patriots showed something, you know, with their rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. Again, he didn't mm. quite go uh, and outduel Tom Brady, but Mac, I thought, showed great poise on the national stage and, and um, was not backing down from Tom Brady by any stretch. And I think the Patriots have to feel good about the direction the team is headed in right now where the Bucks have a lot of injuries and, and they're struggling a little bit. And, and so I, I just, even though the Bucks won the game, I thought the Patriots uh, still feel, should feel maybe better about themselves coming out of that game. Before we get to Matt Jones, I know Louis wants to talk about him. I want to ask you about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Look, the relationship. Is it a good relationship? I saw the hug post-match, and it was a bit awkward, let's be honest. It was, it was, a, it was probably the quickest hug I've ever seen in, in, <laughs> in the world. Uh, what is the relationship like with those two? So it was a very brief hug on the field, but that was on purpose. <laughs> Um, so Belichick told Brady before the game that they were going to actually meet up and catch up in the locker room afterwards. And Belichick went into the Buccaneers locker room after the game and was in there for almost 25 minutes, uh, having a nice long talk with Tom Brady and catching up with him. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the relationship is not great. I I definitely think that for a long time, uh, the last few years, Brady did not feel appreciated by Belichick, and there were, uh, you know, some some bad feelings on both sides. At the same time, it's it's now been long enough. I think distance has has made each maybe gain a different perspective over the the relationship. And like I said, they spent nearly 25 minutes catching up last night. Uh, um, so, you know, look, it is what it is. Brady's in Tampa Bay. He's not finishing his career with the Patriots. That's because he wanted to play for someone else and was kind of tired of being coached by Bill Belichick. But he still, I think, has a tremendous amount of respect for everything that Belichick meant, has meant for him in his career. We've got Ben Volan on the line right now. He's a senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe. We've got a couple of texts here, double A, double three. Get them coming through. We'll, we'll put them to Ben before we let him go. But Bill Belichick, he's one of the real enigmas in American sport, isn't he? I think he's probably quite misunderstood. Ben, what does he think about Mac Jones, his new guy? Because he seemed to stand up last night, and he, he really uh, he, he really went toe to toe with Brady, and he didn't seem out you know overawed by the occasion at all, as far as we could tell on television. No, certainly not. And I think of all the rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, there are five starting right now. And I think Mac Jones is 
uh, been the best one so far, just showing good poise and toughness. Not as consistent as you need him to be on a drive-by-drive basis. The, the Patriots, you know, they still only scored 17 points last night. You hold Tom Brady and the Bucks to 19, you should win that game. So they need to score more mm-hmm. points. They couldn't get it done at, at the end of the game, but they love Max toughness. He took a lot of hits. He's taken a lot of hits for the first four games of the season. Teams are really blitzing him, trying to get after the rookie, and he's handling it very well. He pops right back up. He doesn't let it affect him, taking a lot of sacks and, and hits so far, but he's doing a great job. And he, he does a good job of kind of scanning the field and, and putting the ball where it needs to be. He's completing 70% of his passes this year. That's seventh best among all quarterbacks so far. So uh, Belichick has just been very pleased with Max toughness, his poise, and his work ethic. He, he's been putting in the hours and uh, has really been grinding away. And, and even though he's a first-round pick, certainly has not been acting like anything is owed to him. Um, I think Belichick wanted to go into the year with Cam Newton as, as his veteran starting quarterback. But I think Mac Jones just really impressed them during training camp. And they said, why delay the inevitable? Let's let's put the kid in now. You know, you only you, your only worry is that he, he takes too many hits and you've got to keep him safe mm-hmm. and healthy throughout a 17-game season. But so far, Mac Jones is, is doing pretty well. And even though the record's only one and three, the way they're playing and the way he, he showed improvement last night, you got to think that some wins are coming soon for the Patriots. Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, uh, we've got a text message here from Jimmy in Christchurch. He, she, he says, should Big Ben, Big Ben for the Steelers, should Big Ben retire for the Steelers? As a Steelers fan, he is very frustrating. What's your take? Yeah, he looks cooked. He's 39 years old, and, you know, there there was a lot of talk coming into training camp about how he's in great shape and this and that, but he just he looks like he doesn't quite have it anymore. Um, you know, most quarterbacks aren't Tom Brady. When they get to 39 years old, that's when they start to show some real decline. And the Steelers, you know, uh, it, it'd be foolish to count them out. They, they've been so good for yeah. so long under Ben and Mike Tomlin that, I think they still deserve some benefit of the doubt. But this does look like kind of a rebuilding year for the Steelers. They've not prepared for the future at quarterback. They they pretty much had to bring Big Ben back this year because they didn't have another quarterback waiting in the wings. So they that's going to be the number one priority for them this offseason is either signing someone or drafting a quarterback in the first round because Ben Roethlisberger certainly does look cooked right now. All right, so Ben Roethlisberger, he doesn't look good. There you go, Jimmy. That's the gold from Ben Bolin over in the Boston Globe. Um, what about the rest of the league? rest of the league, I know I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, Sam Darnold, they're 3-1, which I've never thought, I never saw coming, but they're, they're going okay. Arizona Cardinals are 4-0. and who's, who's leading the way for you? I can't believe I'm speaking to a Carolina Panthers fan in New England. That, that seems fairly <laughs> incredible. <laughs> <laughs> of all the teams to pick, the Carolina Panthers. Um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, sure buddy. And Greg Olsen, sure, my I'm favorite. I'm sure there's a good story there. <laughs> there is. Um, there is. Yeah, the, 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 the Cardinals look great right now. Kyler Murray is playing like an MVP. He leads the league with 76% completion percentage, which is very good. And he's averaging nine and a half yards per attempt, which is number two in the league. So he's completing a lot of passes, and he's pushing the ball downfield. I believe he leads the NFL also in, in completions over 25 yards. So he's running around like a dynamo, and he, he's playing great. The defense has been solid. Very well-balanced team. That was a big win against the Rams yesterday in Los Angeles. Very impressed by the Cardinals so far. 
they have a very difficult schedule coming up. Uh, seems like every good team in the NFL is going to face them over the next seven weeks. So they're going to be tested, mm-hmm. but I think the Cardinals are built to last. The Panthers, to me, they, they kind of ran out of steam. I felt like they were due for a loss. Uh, Christian McCaffrey hurt. They lost their first-round pick, J.C. Horn, the cornerback. Um, they're also with, without a couple other pieces on defense yesterday. And they faced a very good Dallas Cowboys team who now has won three in a row. And, you know, they, mm. they lost by two points on opening night to Tom Brady. And they're, they're that much away from being 4-0 and undefeated right now. The, Dak Prescott's having a great year. Uh, they've run for 600 yards rushing in their last three games. So Zeke Elliott and the rushing game are really doing a great job. So the Cowboys are coming on strong, and they look like they're going to be uh, a real contender in the NFC. Uh, there's so much going on at the moment, isn't there, Ben? And, and look, I know this isn't your domain, but we have to ask you because Boston is one of the great sporting cities in the world, you know. I, I truly believe that, you know, London, Melbourne, uh, Christchurch, of course. Um, but but, but the, the Red Sox and Yankees, you, you've got a, a wild card game in Boston. Is it tomorrow? And, and just with the anxiety of Tom Brady coming back into town and now you get a, a Yankees-Red Sox do-or-die wild card game, is the city coping? Yeah, well, I, I was lamenting with my boss that there's just too much going on right now. I mean, the, the Tom Brady game is big enough in and of itself, and the Red Sox and their playoff push, and now the one game against the Yankees, that's big enough, and, and unfortunately we have it all kind of intersecting at the same time. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Red, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry isn't quite what it used to be. Just, I don't know, baseball has, has not – remained, uh, you know, uh, football has clearly overtaken baseball as mm. kind of America's pastime. And, and everyone, uh, the Red Sox are obviously still very big in Boston, but it's a, it's a Patriots town. So, you know, the Patriots dominate the conversation. But, yeah, everyone's going to be tuned in. One game playoff, Red Sox and Yankees, for, as far as Major League Baseball goes, it definitely doesn't get any better than that. Well, I think it might be the first time on New Zealand radio. Tomorrow we might go back-to-back Boston Globe uh, correspondence or Boston hits. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a good time for Boston sports as far as representation down under. Hey, thanks so much for your time, Ben. We really appreciate it. The NFL, it's a, yeah, it's got a big fan base down here because it's a great sport. We were just saying it, it does such a good job of putting the show on, and that's what we love about it. So appreciate your time. All right, thank you so much. No worries. That's Thank you, mate. Ben Volan out of the Boston Globe. He is a senior NFL reporter and he's a good dude, is he? That was great. That was great, mate. Great. Very insightful from him, not only with the um, the New England Patriots, but with other teams as well. Uh, Kyler Murray, the Dallas Cowboys. And if you have Sky Sport now, make sure you watch Hard Knocks. They're on the Dallas Cowboys, and it's actually an interesting watch. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones, the owner. It's a wonderful watch, so make sure you watch that on uh, Hard Knocks. It's, it's really awesome. And Jimmy from Christchurch, um, Ben Rothsberger is <laughs> quote-unquote cooked. So there you go. <laughs> you had your question answered in no uncertain terms. Morning, boys. Josh Lord's bolter selection has reignited the dream. I'm fit, fast, hard as nails and ready for the call for Fozzie. I'm sure he won't discriminate on age. That's illegal these days. I'm only 60 years young. The dreams are alive. That's PJ and Tamuka. We're talking about All Blacks bolters, and PJ reckons he's the next one in line, Josh Lord, the youngster from the Naki, getting a call up. Who are your great All Black bolters throughout the years? We want it, we want some nominations as we read them throughout the morning. But we're also going to talk fullback play 
We might go have a little bit of a bomb squad here from one bomb squad member to a new version, a new member of the bomb squad, Geordie Barrett. Izzy on Geordie Barrett coming up very shortly on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It is 24 and a half minutes past 7 o'clock. 0800 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Hi, enjoying your station. When I text you for promos, my phone does not make a whistling sound. Are you receiving my text? Regards, Swerve. You swerve. We definitely are, mate. It is good to have you listening. Appreciate it wherever you are. Let us know where you are around New Zealand. It's great to have you on board, mate. But give us a call on the Kennard's higher phone line as well. We're talking All Blacks, Bolters. We're talking NFL. It's good to see that we're uh, on ESPN. They're just asking the question now, should Ben Rosselsberger be benched? Well, they must have been listening to the show as well. But we're also talking All Blacks, is he? And I know you've had your eye on a guy recently. I have. Izzy's Bomb Squad. I've just had a little McDaisy coffee being delivered. How good is that? Here we go. <laughs> Izzy's Bomb Squad. Well, I'm going to talk about Geordie Barrett. Geordie Barrett. When Geordie bursted onto the scene, he was pretty new to the game, and you can't help him. I think past years he's pretty much played every position known to man. So for me, he hasn't had time to settle into his position. So he hasn't had time. Um, so hats off to my hats go off to Corey Jane and the Jason Holland and the Hurricanes coaches. They kept away from the outside noise, like myself included. I knew when the Hurricanes were struggling um, and uh, they needed the first five. I think Garden Bishop went down. They had no one in the first five area, and Geordie Barrett had to play. I, I was hoping that they'd put Rayasi at 15. I was texting Geordie, um, Corey. I was like, play Geordie at 10, play Geordie at 10. But no, he didn't listen to the out, outside noise. He gave Geordie an opportunity. Geordie wanted to play t- uh, 15. He wanted to stay at 15, and they gave him a chance. So I commend and take my hats off to Corey Jane, Jason Holland, and the coaches for sticking with it. And I think it's paid dividends now because we can just see his all-round game is coming to fruition he's been outstanding um playing uh fullback at the moment what i'm seeing now from jordan that i haven't seen from when he first bursted on the scene is his all-round ball carry his all-round ball carry area he's making good decisions whether the pass or offload or just hold on to it and build pressure the old jordy that i found when he was playing you know when you're young you just you know you play off your instincts you don't really think about it he would have thrown a lot of 50-50s coughed up the ball easy what I'm seeing now is he's actually holding it he's making the right decisions whether it's an offload whether to hold it whether to pass it he's making good all-round decisions and one thing I've found with Geordie as well he's his leadership his leadership has come a long way within the All Blacks as well he started he was a young kid now I'm finding he is the leader he is the leader within those specific groups insides midfield outsides he is the leader of that outside back um uh, position at the moment he's got young talent around him he's been in the squad for a few years now so his leadership roles around the um around the around the team are second to none um i think his decision making as well whether the run kick his part run kick and pass has come a long way um don't get me wrong he's not the finished product but he's still still pretty damn good at what he does um defensively he's outstanding you know he's um he's very very brave in the tackle he makes his tackles, he runs hard, he, he puts his body on the line, he hits hard. So that comes back from playing 12 as well. So Geordie has just come a long way. I think it's his decision-making. His decision-making out on the field, he's not a rat, as erratic as he used to be. He's actually making good decisions. He's uh, nine times out of ten, the decision is the right one. And if it's not, he makes it into the right one with his commitment and um, his uh, dedication to make that um, decision the right one. So 
Look, I've been very impressed with him. I think that the thing for Geordie now is they need to sort out who's going to be around him. They need to sort out who is going to be the players that are going to be around him so he can build that bomb squad, build those combinations. And I think that's the problem at the moment is they haven't been stuck on or they haven't figured out who's going to be playing wing. So they need to give Geordie the time and they need to help Geordie build that bomb squad by picking players and sticking with them, whether that's George Bridge, whether that's Sever Reese, whether that's Will Jordan, whether that's Rico Iwani if he goes to the wing. See, they need to find out and stop moving around because for me it's not helping Geordie um, uh, build that confidence, build those connections with his outside back. So, look, I want to hear from you at home. Who do you think should join Geordie at the back? Who do you think will be the wingers going forward in the next matches, and do you agree, do they need to find a winger, find two wingers, and stick with them, and give them the time to build those connections? Because at the moment, no one's taking their opportunities on the wing, let's be honest. No one's really taking the opportunity. Sever Reese, I think, has been outstanding. He's put his hand up. Will Jordan's put his hand up. Look, George Bridge, yes, he had an off night, but we've all had off nights. We're not all perfect. He's classy, he's skillful. He'll get another opportunity. So who do you want to see? Join Geordie Barrett at the back. Give us a text on double eight double three, and uh, we'll get those for you. But uh, for me, I think it's yeah. If I'm going to pick players, I'll go Sevu and Will Jordan. That's my team. Wow. So there you go. You but in short, Izzy, you, you're saying that Geordie Barrett is now the centerpiece of the back three. He's the player you build around. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. He is the the centerpiece of the back three. He is your cog in that back three. Now you need to build around him, and they need to pick players, and they need to stick with it. Yes, we've we've we talk about it all every week, cohesion and but you, it's it's hard when you got different players coming all different times of the, the week, you know, you're constantly changing. You gotta build those connections. You gotta have the you figure out how they play, you, you get an understanding of what you need from each other. You build it's kinda of like a telepathic kind of a relationship, you know. You know sure. when I was playing Corey Jane and, and Richard Kahui, I knew they knew what I was I needed and they knew what I needed from them. So that you build that connection as well. So, look, they need to do it. Bang on. I love it. Gig straight away. Yes, yeah, spot on is Jordan and Rico and, uh, of course, Geordie at fullback. 0800-150-811. The Kennards Hire phone line is right there. Is is Geordie Barrett, I mean, do you even agree with Izzy? Is Geordie Barrett the centrepiece of the back three? Izzy mm. has made a, painted a great case of why he is. Who would you be partnering with him? And I guess that means no more dual playmakers. So Richie Mwonga or Bowden Barrett, pick one. Anyway, it's 29 minutes away from eight. We can keep this conversation going right now. It's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast is 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock and we've just heard Izzy wax lyrical about Geordie Barrett, the centrepiece of the All Blacks back three in his opinion. Your texts are coming in on double eight, double three. We're going to get to those very shortly. And remember, we're still taking nominations for great uh, bolters. Someone said Carl Tuanukuafi, the feel-good story of 2018. Or well, how could we forget that? With the big moustache b- bouncing onto the scene, we absolutely love that story. Just a couple of quick news stories to update you on. 
Liam Lawson, the young Kiwi Formula 2 driver, I think he is, he is going to be getting a test drive for Alpha Torre in the Formula 1 Young Drivers Test. And Liam Lawson's been carving it up in the Formula 2 Championship in his rookie year, having won his debut race in Bahrain. He's only 19, and he's doing such a good job for New Zealand on the world stage. So he's getting his crack in a Formula 1 seat. We'll see what happens of that. I think a lot of far smarter people than me, the Murphys, the McIvers of the world think that Liam Lawson's future is huge. So we will follow that one extremely closely. And in some cricketing news, we've got uh, Devon Conway coming up very shortly as we do our cricket segment with Razine. Stoked to have them on board. We have England making waves overnight. They're still yet to make a decision on, get this, if the Ashes Tour of Australia will go ahead because they don't have yet confirmation that they have enough players that are happy to go into quarantine and into the bubble protocol and I don't think they have enough insurance that they wouldn't have to be doing that so ECB needs that assurance from the players that they can actually get enough players to go on that squad fascinating stuff and times out of the cricketing world with the ashes looming this summer Izzy but double eight double three we've got a great response to your Geordie Barrett Geordie Barrett theory yeah, we do, we do. The texts have keep coming; they keep flying in. So keep them coming because there's great conversations to be had. There was a text that coming from Pac-Man. What happened to Caleb Clark? What happened to Caleb Clark? Well, that's a great question. Look, um, so Caleb, he's playing for Auckland, and Auckland's obviously not playing at the moment. He went to chase his dream in the Olympic sevens, so he sacrificed his All Blacks uh, position within the team to go chase his dream, and you never, ever question that. Like, good on him. He's gone to try and chase the dream. The dream um, never came to fruition in the end. Uh, obviously, the Sevens team came second, but, um, yeah, I think it's it's a tough sport to go to. Um, Caleb's been in there. He knows what it means, but your body changes once you join that 15 circuit. You've got to put on a lot more muscle. It's a totally different game. Aerobically, it's it's tough. You know, the sevens compared to 15, so it is a big, big transition. Um, only the freaks like Sonny Bill can will be able to do that, and even he found it tough, you know, an absolute athlete and a professional. Um, I think with Caleb, look, he's just got to get an opportunity. He's going to have a big preseason for the Blues. He's got to have a huge preseason for the Blues, and um, he's got to have a big season in that squad because, mate, there is so much talent in that All Black squad, and even around New Zealand at the moment. Um, you know, the Celeste Rayasi plan uh, for Auckland at the moment. We haven't seen him, but he's a, he's had a great season for the Hurricanes. I'm thinking of um, Jonah Nareke for the Highlanders. Like, there is just so much talent around um, around New Zealand in the wing position. Caleb's got to have a big uh, big big year in, in that um, Blues outfit. Get busy. I think when he came back from the uh, Sevens, I th- or his, in his second year, I, you know, just... I think he was he was kind of waiting for the ball. I felt I want I want to see Caleb get hungry, go look for that ball, get busy around nine, get busy around the ten jersey. Because when Caleb's got the ball in the hand, he is absolutely dis, uh, destructive. He is so good with ball in hand. So I think Caleb's just got to have a big season, Pac-Man. Um, some more question, uh, texts coming in as well from Adam. He says Rico, Sevu, and Barrett. So Rico on the left, Sevu on the right, and Barrett, and they reserve Jordan as the four to build around. That is from um, that is from Arid, uh, Adam, I should say. So keep that message coming through. We got one from Matt from Blenheim. Hundred percent agree. Jordy is the lock at fifteen. Wingers should be Sevu and Rico, and the number one side with Jordan on the pine. Although I got to gr- disagree with Hugh Hyphen. I'm pretty. I don't know who that Hyphen is, but anyway. 
Geordie is more than capable of... Because of the hyphen on the last name. Okay. Sure. Oh, okay. That's what Mick calls me on Saturday morning sometimes. Thanks, Matt. Ah, okay. There he is. Anyway, Geordie is more than capable of slotting in as playmaker for that dual playmaker game when they want to play it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. He can play two-sided attack. He 100% can jump in in that first receiver role and distribute ball very, very well. And he's another kicking option as well. Um, And with that combo all locked in, it becomes a head-to-head for the 10 jersey. As there's enough built-in cover for all positions with that, Rico to cover 13 as Jordan can cover 14 Mm. and 15. That is from Matt and Blenheim. Great point. Yep. The, the 10 jersey, the 10 jersey, that is, that is the debate, hey? That is the debate, because I'll be honest, like, Bodie's, his game's getting better and better. We saw his running game on the weekend, but that's the thing that was probably a little bit missing at the start, just his ability to have a go at those half gaps, and, and the Bodie we, we seen back in the day when he'd take a half gap, make some breaks. Saw it on the weekend, we made that half gap, gave a little offload. Uh, his kicking game's outstanding, so look. Keep those texts coming in. There's some awesome, awesome texts through, and we'll make sure we get to those shortly. Love it, Izzy. Look what you've done. And uh, I agree, Matt. I th- think you're right. I was a bit flipping about the dual playmaker role. You're right, because Geordie Barrett can definitely do that, and he's really the perfect exponent of it who's not a first five. He's the next best thing, isn't he? Uh, it's 21 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Devin Conway, Izzy. You had a great catch-up with Devin. He's off on the plane to join the lads yep. at the IPL. And uh, I can't wait to hear what he's got to say about the T20 World Cup that's coming up because the Black Caps have to be a red-hot chance. So let's catch up with the informed batsman, Devin Conway, after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, quarter to eight, and we're talking cricket now with Devin Conway coming up, but keep your bolters coming in. A few good nominations after Josh Lord was named to head over with the All Blacks on their Northern Hemisphere tour. Keep those coming on double eight, double three. But right now, it feels a bit like cricket season. ECNC. It's time to talk a bit of cricket thanks to Razine, the Paint Kiwis Trust, because while some of the Black Caps will just be starting to get out of MIQ following their hurried departure from Pakistan, others are boarding the Big Bird head back to the UAE to prepare for the T20 World Cup. Actually, one player, that is Devin Conway, who along with some coaching and support staff are heading off to join the IPL contingent and other players who have stayed in the Northern Hemisphere through our winter. Devin is on the line. Good afternoon, Devin. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Good, thanks, mate. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I know you're just about to join the Big Bird. You're in Auckland Airport at the moment. How are you feeling? How you been, mate? Yeah, no, no complaints my side. I'm, you know, very excited. I think, um, you know, it's the day where we depart, so it's always an exciting time for a player, you know, looking forward to the adventures that are about to start. So, um, yeah, we're safe and sound in Auckland. We are flying out this evening at 6pm, so uh, we've got a bit of waiting to go, but yeah, very excited, so I'm um, looking forward to it. Mate, you've had a bit of time at home uh, over the last couple of months. Uh, have, have you been keeping up the cricket, the training, and, and what have you been doing just to keep a bit active, keep the skills up? Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was uh, I was in lockdown, as everyone else was, and um, yeah. wasn't, wasn't able to do much during that period, but that was a nice time for me to sort of just unwind and sort of get away from the game a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, just got into um, a fitness sort of routine with the uh, fitness mm. trainer who was sending through programs that I had to try and fulfill. So um, I did quite a lot of that. And then I was just recovering from um, a bit of an injured finger. So um, it allowed me that time just to get that sorted. And, um, yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been training with um, the local Wellington Fibers team and um, starting our preparations for the World Cup ahead. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. Good to see you keeping busy because... 
with you and the team, I, I, I get a sense of a feeling that a lot of Kiwis be very, very happy, mate. We're going to talk about your form and the way you've been able to transition into New Zealand cricket. You've got amazing stats. ODI, you're over, averaging over 75. Tests, over 63. T20, around 60 runs per game, mate. Like, unbelievable. Let's talk about your form and your game. You're playing some amazing cricket. You must be pretty happy. Yeah, cheers. No, I appreciate the kind words, Izzy. Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a roller coaster of a ride for me. Um, you know, just firstly getting the opportunity to to play for the Black Caps in all three formats has been a real blessing in itself. So, um, yeah, it's been great to get those opportunities, and um, it's also always nice, you know, just to contribute whenever you can. So, um, hopefully, that form can continue and um, it can lead to more success as a team. Mate, I've got to ask, what, how the hell does South Africa let you go? Well, like, let's be honest. How did how did they let you go from South Africa, mate? With the talent you brought to New Zealand, like, I just it baffles me. Oh, Izzy, that was a long time ago. To be fair, um, you know, it's it's quite hard to reflect on what happened over four years ago. But I think, um, you know, just sort of getting the opportunity to come live in New Zealand has been has been awesome in itself. Um, yeah, I think it's just one of those things. You know, I um, personally probably didn't do as quite as I. Uh, I probably didn't do well as, as much as I'd like to have when I was in South Africa. Um, that's probably putting it blunt, bluntly. And um, yeah, I've just you know come over to New Zealand and I've sort of adopted a new mindset in, in the way I want to play my game and go out there, play with more freedom, um, just enjoy my cricket more and um, you know just see what happens you know, and just not think about it too much. So um, yeah, I've been pretty fortunate with the way things have gone for me here in New Zealand. So that's the magic formula, right? Just come over to New Zealand, get some sunshine, get some nice food, and you're away. Exactly, and just sort of embrace the culture and, and everything that goes with it. So, um, you know, it's like the ABs watching you guys go out there with flair and um, expressing yourself in the field and just really enjoying it. I think, you know, it translates into a lot of the players' performance. So that's pretty much the mindset and the way I want to go about things, pretty much similar to that. Nice, mate. Well, let's talk about the IPL. Let's talk about your IPL. You're heading over 26th of October. You take on Pakistan in the first uh, IPL over there. How's the team squad looking? Most of the boys are in the IPL. Well, no, not the IPL. They're going over T20 uh, World Cup. But most of the boys are in the IPL, and they've been playing some extremely good cricket over there as well. Talk about the um, the World Cup, T20. Um, you think the squad's got what it takes to go over there and, and win the trophy and, uh, and and get the job done? Yeah, certainly. I think you know, we've got a very strong squad. Um, you know, all 15 guys that are involved are, um, you know, pretty special players and, you know, they've done well in the past. So um, there's no reason why we can't put up um, a real strong fight against, you know, Pakistan in that first game. Um, you know, we have we can take a lot of success and momentum through how we've played here um, throughout our past home summer against, you know, some pretty strong outfits of, you know, Pakistan, West Indies, Australia and Bangladesh for that matter. So, um, yeah, we, we, we are very confident. We know 2020 can be a bit of an up-and-down game at times. But, you know, if we go out there and play with that freedom, express ourselves, um, I really do feel that we could put on um, quite a good performance and hopefully bring it home. So um, that will be very exciting. A lot of squads all over the show. Have you still been um, getting those connections going with uh, Gary Seed and the coaches, Kane Williamson over in IPL? Have you still been keeping those connections live over the last couple of months? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, a lot of credit's got to go to the support staff. They do uh, check in with the players. Well, me personally, they have been checking in just to see how my fingers recovered and that sort of thing. 
Um, but then with the other players, it's, it's, we've got quite a good group group of guys. You know, there's a lot of care around, you know, so there's a lot of good support, especially, you know, like Kane Williamson played last night. Um, guys are watching over him, checking how he's doing. And, um, you know, guys like Carl Jamison, Tim Savvy, nice to see him getting a bit of a run in the IPL at the moment. And, and obviously Bolte doing his thing. Um, so, you know, there's there's a good connection amongst the guys. The guys do stay in touch, but it will be really exciting to get out of that in-room isolation after six days and just catching up with the guys in person. I think it will be very exciting for that for that to all unfold, and we're looking forward to it. Nice. Hey, well, we know you're good with the bat. We ever see you rolling the arm over or what? Um, you know, a funny <laughs> story. Um, I used to bowl back in the day, but I think I might have developed the yips, so... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really bowl all that much, and I don't quite show my intention in the nets when they need help around the bowling side of things. So um, maybe there might be an opportunity for me to take the gloves, um, but hopefully Timmy Seifert will be able to cover that role. And, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe there will be a wicket that really really does turn, and they might need a guy to sort of bowl. But who knows? Maybe my opportunity might come, and who, who knows what happens from that. Yeah, nice, mate. Well, you put in a hell of an effort with the bats. So I'm not surprised you're tired by the time it comes fielding time, but you're probably getting most of the innings and, and all the innings I've been watching. Hey, um, I appreciate all your time that you've given us, mate. Travel well, and we'll be watching with interest. And go get the job done, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Izzy. It's great to be on the show. Bears and Izzy. And Devin Conway tuning in ahead of the T20 World Cup. That was a great little cricket hit there with Razine. For expert paint and colour advice, see your local Razine colour shop. Stoke to have them on board. They've partnered cricket in New Zealand for a long time. And um, Devin Conway, you said it, Izzy. What an incredible reign of form he's in. I think we're a red-hot chance of this tournament. I do too, mate. With the score we're taking, Kyle Jameson, Kane Williamson, Tim Southey, like, Seifert, Phillips, like maybe some absolute firepower there. Um, I'm looking forward to this competition. Yet they take on Pakistan, which in itself, what we you know meant to be after the cancellation of the Pakistan tour, they take on Pakistan on the October the 26th in the first game of the T20 World Cup. And that uh, interview I was saying IPL. Terrible. Ah, it's all 2020 cricket, mate. Well, one thing's the other. Stephen Fleming, he got he didn't actually get the win today. They lost. Uh, Dwayne Bravo gave up a boundary on the last ball of the game. It is six and a half minutes from eight o'clock. Still some great texts about Geordie Barrett and he, him being the centrepiece of the All Blacks back three. We'll get to a couple before the news up after this. Remember the Kenna Atai phone line 0800 150 811 is there. We want you to come on and have a yarn with us. Maybe about Geordie Barrett, is he? Because there's lots of texts there. There is, there is. Hey, is he? Geordie is definitely the guy at fullback. D-Mac is a great X-Factor bench player, but Geordie is way more solid as a starter. Wing, Rico is a lock-in, but don't think anyone has stepped up and owned the other side. I hope Clark steps up as a long-term option. Uh, brackets, once Cindy lets him play. <laughs> that is from Zane. That is from Zane. And PJ and Tamuka, he's got a great little text here. Hey, is he? Come on, Bodie's kick game wasn't outstanding. While you're asleep on the couch, he chipped it over for the box when Francois Stein punished him. Yeah, I totally agree. His cricket game hasn't been on scratch, but I was more talking about that kick to Sevi Reese when he put Sevi Reese in the corner for that crossfield kick. So there is parts of his game he needs to work on, and I know his kicking game hasn't been really up to scratch, but he's still heading in the right direction. I am in the media, but he is my mate. There you go. News next with Trudy and Kubota. <laughs> Back with Jordan. 
Get ahead of allergy season this spring and pick up Claritine from Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now just $26.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Tuesday the 5th of October and it is just after 8 in the morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Had a great couple of hours so far. We've talked about the All Blacks, we've talked about the NFL, we've talked about Geordie Barrett. He is a shoo-in. He is a shoo-in in that 15 jersey and we want to build a team around him. The wingers position, we feel they haven't really cemented any players in that position. We've had a lot of texts coming through, so keep those messages coming through as well. Rico, Will Jordan, Sevu Reese, don't forget about Caleb Clark as well. But um, yep, we've had a good hour, a good couple of hours. If you've missed anything, make sure you download the SCNZ app and head over to Baz and Izzy for breakfast and you'll get all things interviews, podcasts. We've spoken to Ben Volan out of the NFL and the Boston Globe over there talking New England Patriots, Tom Brady heading home to Gillette Stadium, Bill Belichick going into the changing rooms for 25 minutes and catching up with his old mate Tom Brady and we talked about Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers, he couldn't believe a Carolina Panther fan all the way over here in New Zealand. Uh, so we've had a good couple of hours, actually. We just had an interview with Devin Conway with the Black Caps. They've just headed over to the UAE to connect with the rest of the squad that is over there, and then the rest of the IPL crew will, will meet up as well as they take on Pakistan October 26th over there. There'll be fireworks, actually, after the cancellation of that tour. I'm looking forward to that starting match against Pakistan in a couple of weeks. Well, coming up just before 9 o'clock, I spoke about it today, the... Ross Shield, the Hawks Bay Ross Shield is it started yesterday. Hastings East versus Napier. My young nephew plays for Napier and played against my old squad, Hastings East. Uh, Hastings East got up, unlucky Neff. But anyway, we got Mark Gifkins. He's the chairman of Hawks Bay Rugby, Ross Shield. He's going to join us and talk to us about the game, the competition. It's right up there with Roller Mills, as in the longest serving competitions for age group rugby. Around New Zealand, year six, year seven-year-olds play in that tournament. It's a week-long tournament, and it's an outstanding competition. I was lucky enough to play in it. It's bloody cracker. Anyway, uh, before then, we're going to go back to the provinces and talking some Bunnings NPC. Well, the Northland Tunnifards are enjoying a couple of days off to start this week after knocking off the top of the table Waikato in the latest round of NPC, piecing together one of the best performances of the season. Rennie Ranger was running right, and the forwards were strong as they kept Waikato at bay in a grippling second half. Jordan Olsen is the skipper of the Tanifars, and he's not out pig hunting with Rennie Ranger, so he has joined us this morning. Good morning, Jordan. Morning, Izzy. How are you going? I'm going well, mate. How are you? Back down to yeah, Planet Earth good. after that hell of a win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you said, we've got a couple of days off, so um, just enjoying... Uh, enjoying the time off and um, getting ready to, to get back into it. No, we've got to talk about that game. Waikato playing seven bucks at the tab. Raging hot favourites, Waikato. You made it look so easy, mate. What did you put that down to? Oh, well, it's a couple of things I think, you know. Um, obviously, the occasion, you know, uh, Rene's um, mm. hundredth uh, got the boys pretty excited to put in a good performance, you know. 
plenty of um, energy and excitement during the whole week. And and you know that that certainly helped. But also, you know, we we sort of go into every week um, with a with a good game plan and 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 mm. come in with a lot of confidence. You know, so you know, there's no we don't go into any game thinking thinking we're going to lose. So we just have the yeah. right mindset and and you know expected to be able to put that performance out there. And yeah, it sort of all came together. So it was thirty-eight twenty-eight. It wasn't just a, a, a you know, close win. You actually dominated for that entire match. Players that stood uh, stood out, you know, Sam Knock, Rennie Ranger playing his hundredth game for Northland, or you know, he's an absolute stalwart. He'll go down as one of the the greats of Northland rugby. Walford's favourite son. Um, you know, well, tell us yeah, about Rennie, mate. Tell us about Rennie. What does he mean to the to the region? Oh, well, yeah, he's um. He's he's true blue, you know. He, he bleeds blue more than um, just as much as anyone else in the in the team, you know. And um, you know, he's he's had a obviously he's had a, a lot of um, history with the Tani and obviously he's gone away for a little bit, but he's always come back and and he's just as keen as ever, you know. He's he he amazes us with you know how he how he can still perform at, at a high level and he's a, he's a bit of a freak in that sense but um, yeah I don't know what it is he just keeps going and, and as we see on the weekend he he had a pretty bloody good game to to sort of pick the boys up so yeah he just keeps going and, and he's, he's as I say he um, bleeds blue you know he's all about the tummies Mate what about this season? This season there's so much, so much uncertainty you've got the week off Post this week, you, we don't know. I've, I've just checked the schedule. There's no games up. So it's like, how do you plan and and, and what are you doing this week to, to plan for potentially the unknown? Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a crazy one, eh? The, you know, <laughs> it is uh, trying to spin it in the works with all COVID. So um, I suppose we we just have to try, um, you know, we plan for best case scenario, um, you know, and, and just on on those weeks off and, and and when we're in lockdown, you know, you just have to keep motivated and and think that, um, you know, if if you're not training or or, you know, keeping fit then you're falling behind. So it's it's a hard one, definitely, but mm. I think um yeah, we just keep thinking best case scenario, we're still playing footy and mm. and don't wanna give anybody else a a head start over us, so we just yeah keep moving forward. Hey Jordan, as a skipper, you get pretty used to giving um, kind of pre and post match speeches. Obviously, you guys are in a, in a form slump. But the form hadn't you didn't have many green ticks on the board going into that game against Waikato, and you spoke about the occasion for Rene getting up around that. What can you kind of take from that and use then to motivate your team into the next game where you don't have a milestone occasion and you can reflect back and say, "Well, we still did this. How do we do that again?" Have you thought much about that? Yeah, I think um, it, it's a funny one because, you know, we came into the season um, pretty confident. You know, obviously last year we um, made it to the final for the first time in, in a while and always, mm. always had a good season last year and sort of had a pretty similar team, pretty similar squad coming into this season. And, you know, there was a couple of, couple of injuries and a couple, you know, performances that probably weren't there 
you know, to, to kick the season off. But um, I think, you know, we always knew we still have the potential to to put together a performance like what we did on the weekend. You know, there's it's, it's only the little details that we were missing in those first few games, you know, and, it, you know, the scores might not reflect it, but we were, we were not too far off where we needed to be. So, you know, it was a couple little changes and a couple little changes in the attitude especially that, um, you know, really picked us up this uh, last couple of weeks. And I suppose, like you say, we just have to make sure that we don't need an, an occasion or a milestone to to get that excitement and that energy um, back in the squad. You know, we can mm. try um get that that excitement back every week, you know, and which I think is um something that we'll, we'll just find it that much easier now that we've got that <laughs> that first win under our belt. Yeah, nice, nice, mate. Hey, we're talking to Jordan Olsen. He is the captain of the mighty Tanifars way up north in Whangarei. If you're listening on 92.4 FM, give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll get that to Jordan Olsen. Oh, tell us, mate, how's Whangarei? How's Whangarei? Way up north? Way out there, you guys doing all right? Yeah, beautiful, mate. Beautiful, winterless north. <laughs> no, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But, um, yeah, good place to be in lockdown, really, over the <laughs> over the lockdown. And um, coming into uh, coming into our training, we um, got to finally uh, get into our new facility up here, new training facility yeah. up here. So, yeah, it's all, all looking good for honey's up here mate it's uh yeah real good that's where all the money is mate hey i just want to ask you we've got a bears and izzy yeah. for breakfast segment uh we've got a cookbook coming out we talk about white bait we talk about power fritters powers are you a bit of a diver and are you a bit of an outdoorsman do you go out and get some get some pine <laughs> no, wine and go hunting um <laughs> no i'm not too much uh into that oh, i mean i'll check my line out uh, every now and then, but I sort of leave that up to the guys like Rooster and 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 all the, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of boys that like to get out on the boat up here and and um, get out into the bush. So I just scab off of them when I need a feed. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably. Um, I was going to ask you, Jordan, like with the lockdown, obviously, like Northland's an area that depends on tourism, and you you kind of want the visitors coming up from Auckland. But at the same time, I was thinking about that. And I was like, but you actually probably don't. You probably got to have the, that. You yeah. ca- you can't have the the blow-ins coming up and taking your kaimoana and all that stuff. Yeah, nice and peaceful up here at, at, at that time. You know, it's good. Go to the beaches and they're empty. And apart from the old Aucklander that snuck their way up there, it's, um, <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah. Hey, knock on them, bud. Knock on them like everyone else. <laughs> do, your, do your thing for New Zealand, yeah. bud. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. hey, thanks so much for joining us, man, and uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, go well, whatever the season looks for you. Uh, I know you got a yeah, lot, lot yeah. of unknown, but enjoy the week off. And well done last Friday. Awesome. Oh, yeah, quickly, quickly, fellas. quickly, yep. quickly before you go, we've got a, just a late text message. George Cornea, how's the new coach? George, George, yeah, George is going good, eh? He's, um, yeah, he's, uh, he, he works bloody hard, eh, for the, for the team and, and, um, mm. does a lot of, you know, does a lot of work and, and, um, setting us up for the week, you know, and, and it's pretty good, works well with, uh, you know, the leaders in the team, you know, it's not, um, yeah. it's a it's a real team effort, you know, it's, uh, 
was easy to easy to work with, you know, being captain and and also, yeah, we um we often have good conversations at the start of the week and come up with good plans and and yeah, so I think that collaboration between the players and the coaches uh, is key and that and that works well for us. Nice, mate. Well, we got a late text from a Colin. Colin's a Tunny fan. He says, "Is Todd Robinson going to play at all this season?" And maybe Jack Goodhue. Oh, I don't know if I can. I don't know about that, Tom Robinson. Spill the beans, Buzz. Coming back from from a head knock, so I don't actually know if he's allowed to play or not. Um, I know, I sure as hell know he wants to be out there, Um, but yeah, it might be um, up to the doc more, more so than him, whether or not he he can make it back. But yeah, I'm not actually sure about um, Tom and, and. and Jack, for that matter, I'm not too sure either. I'm uh, kept out of the loop on that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. That's a that's a great captain's answer. Just beating around the bush. <laughs> Didn't want to spill the beans, mate. We love announcements on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We love to be the first to know everything, and you've given us nothing. Thanks very much. <laughs> nah, no nah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Jordan Olsen, Northern Tunnifars captain. Appreciate it. All the best, mate. Okay, cheers, fellas. No worries. Cheers. That's good stuff from Jordan. Straight down the line, enjoying the winterless north with um. Although he did say one or two Aucklanders and made it up. We could have got the gravy there. We could have broken some news, dobbed him into Prime Minister. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm pretty sure they're not the only ones that have got out of Auckland. There'll be plenty around the country that didn't get caught, like the couple that got annihilated on the front page. But anyway... Northland, mate. It's a nice place, Whangarei. It's middle of nowhere. Like way Is up it north. Trudy? Trudy, you're a... from North. Where... You're born in Australia, but moved to Whangarei when I was 10. And um, which was quite a shock oh. to move from the Sunshine Coast to Whangarei, but it was awesome. Are you a Tunnies yeah. fan? Yeah, huge. Well, I was Cambridge Blues cheerleader, so yeah, of course. Is it true? So that's how you got into radio? Yeah, I became. I was a dancer, jazz ballet, and they came to the club and said, we're looking for cheerleaders for the Carmo Rugby Club. Sure. And then, yeah. which is Ian Jones and all those yeah. fellas. And then we put on the black and white thing and they loved us so much. They said, can you do it for North Auckland, which is now Northland, North Auckland. We had a little Cambridge blue sweatshirts and sponsored by the local radio station who then offered me a job answering phones over the school holidays. And here I am. Nice. <laughs> nice. True. No broadcasting you, school you, you for me either, on. Izzy. <laughs> oh, school we're on the same knocks. team. But your your voice is just so perfect, though. Anyway, oh, um, training. What about? Have you travelled around the north? Like love I've it. never been past Whangarei. I'd love to travel oh, around Kaitai and Russell, Hokianga Harbour, Russell, the Bav Islands. Mm. Oh, just yeah. amazing! Yeah. Right to the top. You've got to do it. Take the family. Take the family. Go, take Daisy and the kids. Oh, hard yeah. agree. Actually, Izzy. Every every summer we go camping at Uratiti and we go <gasps> what we go that's to a Nudie Beach. No, there's that's, there's a dock campsite and there's that one down there. <laughs> ah, yeah, Louis, no, it's, it's kind of like. It's kind of like, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Where's this beach? Uh, <laughs> it's just so it's just south of Ruakaka, and they have the Rua, oh, the race and the Ruakaka race course, which is New Zealand's most beautiful race course, right on the ocean, right yeah. on the ocean, and they have a meet every uh, that's where I met somewhere you. about. That's where I met Trudy. <laughs> she was cheerleading at the races. Um, <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was there uh, drinking and, and punting like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's a great time. We have to go up there to Ruakaka races. Great stuff to have. Jordan on the program and coming up, ah, we love this man, Paul Moate, the party. What are we doing on a Tuesday, Paul? We'll find out from Paul Moate at 18 minutes past eight. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
SENZ. All right, it is coming up 24 minutes past 8 o'clock, Izzy, and um, we've got plenty going on. So we've got a new uh, All Black, well, soon to be potentially Josh Lord, uh, of course, being called in as a proper bolter. So we've been talking about bolters. We've got the All Blacks captain, Sam Kane, who's about to play Heartland Rugby for King Country, which is just crazy. I mean, I'd never, when I asked you last week, was it, did you ever play Heartland Rugby? I was kind of like tongue in cheek a little bit. You'd never expect a modern All Black to play Heartland Rugby, would you? No, no, you wouldn't, but I love it. How good. That's where it all starts, you know. Colin Meads back in the day, and you spoke about Martin Johnson running around. Like, Mm. that's where it all begins. And then, like, we spoke about it last week. We were passionate about embracing the regions, and we had North Otago, Jason Forrest on, and they got an unbelievable win this week. We're going to go to mid-Canterbury. We're going to go to the West Coast. We're going to try and get some more um, interviews because we've got to embrace it. That's where it all begins. We're definitely going to try and get a King Country uh, player or coach tomorrow to talk about all that. I want you know, the Sam open Kane side hitting there and playing. <laughs> I want the open side. He's got to nah, lose. I don't want to talk to him, mate. <laughs> Smithy's talked to him a couple of times. I've talked to him. Yeah, we'll get someone else, mate. We'll go to the grassroots no, and get someone else. I mean, the open side that losing his spot. Nine to five. Yeah. Oh. That's right. I want the guy that's losing his job nah, for some. He'll just... <laughs> He'll just be like Ethan and go to six, maybe, right? Yeah, that's right. Versatile, that's what we're after. <laughs> and also, um, we've got the Facebook, the big Facebook hack. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, they're all melted down. And I've just had somebody text me after my fa- personal Facebook was hacked last night and saying, do you reckon that your personal hack was like the press, the beginning of the end for Facebook? Like somebody's <laughs> account in Auckland, Parnell, Auckland, has derailed the whole empire, and I like to think so, personally. <laughs> Anyway. It's probably that visit to your Titty Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, thank you, Trudy. Uh, it's time for a TAB live update with our man Paul Moate from the TAB. Morning, Paulie. Yeah, morning, boys. As Ben from the Boston Globe would say, Facebook is cooked. <laughs> <laughs> it is, mate. Uh, you operating, you, you'd be a Facebook, Instagram user, wouldn't you? A little WhatsApp. I use Facebook so I remember people's birthdays. That's about it. <laughs> like, like your family. What about MySpace? Bebo. You heard of Bebo? What? what? <laughs> yeah, what? What? That's right. Eh? It was ages ago. Bebo. Nah. If you don't know Facebook, you definitely won't know Bebo, Paul Mwadi. How are you anyway, bud? <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Bit of a overcast day down here in Wellington, but uh, it's not too bad. There's plenty on as well. Uh, we saw Tom Brady return to Foxborough uh, yesterday and pick up the win against his old New England Patriots and his good friend Bill Belichick. Um, we've got a wild card playoff game. The, the Red Sox Yankees, how good. Um, and we've got a bonus day promotion on today's NFL game. Uh, the LA Chargers at $1.55 up against the Las Vegas uh, Raiders out at $2.30, I think they are. Um, just head to the TAB website for all the T's and C's regarding that. But, yeah, there's still plenty going on, boys. Paul, you've got a you've got an American sport multi-buster running on your website as well, I see. Place a four-leg American sport multi, NBA, which is not at the moment, NFL, MLB, I don't know if the hockey's on either, and get a refund up to $50 if bonus bet misses by one leg. So you're encouraging us to have a little go at the, uh, at the football and, of course, the, the baseball that's on. So we're kind of embracing the American sport in an off week for the All Blacks, aren't we? We certainly are. That's right. Uh, and there are a number of multis. Uh, that got up over the weekend, and one of them uh, was uh, picked by Beaver uh, and Kirsty and Ricky on the drive 
a drive time show. So it just goes to show that if those guys can pick a multi, surely you guys can as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was after. That was after too. Apparently, Kirsty rugged me up Friday. It's just like, hey. I was like, yeah. She's like, did you rip us out on the show? And I said, what do you mean? She's like, did you rip us out for our punting on the show? And I said, no, I can't remember. She went back, got the recording, and went and played it on the show. So they've obviously <laughs> got a bit offended, and they've come out swinging, and they've just taken us down. Oh, no. Uh, I love it. I love it. I, I, this is what I want. Show against show, mate against mate, state against state. This is state of origin. This is brilliant. This is what I want. Yeah, well, don't forget this Thursday, I'll need another SENZ showdown tip from you boys. Um, we are due. As they say, bet with the head this time, boys. <laughs> bet with the head. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't mind picking that multi, mate. What about that multi I saw on the TAB uh, Facebook page yesterday when it was working? That $200 <laughs> multi, they picked five straight to win 10K. Maybe we could do something like that. Yeah, you, you, you know, I, I guess, yeah, just have it, you crawl before you start to walk, <laughs> I think. They <laughs> 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 so we just go for two legs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, okay, yeah, Paul. Right, Paul. Okay, Paul. Well, yeah. Hey, we get it. All right. You're just, you're just scared. You're trying to talk us out of all these $16 shots because you don't want us to land one, mate. That's why. But no, maybe we'll, we'll find something nice and kind of right in the middle. I'm thinking like, you know, the, the $2.50 to $5 range this week, something that's got meat on the bones. It'll get us back in the game, but... We're not going to risk it all. So I reckon that's what we'd look at, something like that. But we'll come back on Thursday and we'll have a bit of that. In the meantime, go to the tab.co.nz, promotions in play, and all of your markets, always gambling responsibly, just like Izzy and I here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Um, and Baz is Kolkata, well, they got a win yesterday. Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings, they got done on the last ball today by Ricky Ponting and uh, the Delhi Chargers. So there's plenty of going on. Has he got something for Topol today? Surely he's got something for Topol. Uh, it's tomorrow, the Taupo races. Topol races. Oh, That's tomorrow. A, yeah, oh, it's only Tuesday. I've jumped ahead. <laughs> I've jumped ahead. I'm looking, I'm looking at tomorrow now. I'm going to bring a tip. I found one. found one for tomorrow. How good would it be if it was Wednesday? That would be great. <laughs> it would be. Anyway. Jumped ahead. Apologies, tomorrow. Louis. That's all right, mate. Hey, you got a lovely text here. Izzy, I see you got some hate mail. Ignore it, bro. Love hearing you on the radio, just being yourself. That's from Goose. I agree, Goose. Yeah, Goosey. I agree. Goosey. We've got another text quickly. Hey, lads, my World Cup backline is almost locked in. Aaron Smith, Richie Moonga, Rico Yuan in left, David Harvey, Jack Goodhue, depends how he comes back from injury, Anton at centre, Will Jordan, Sevi Reese on the right, Geordie Barrett. That's from Chase and Waiuku. There you go. That's Chase's team. It's pretty solid. There's not there's not a lot wrong with that, as far as I can tell. Mm. Chase in Waoku down there in Beaverland. Appreciate it right now. It's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock this morning. Thank you for joining us. 5th of October. Plenty to come before the end of the show and then into the doy and Ian Smith up after 9 o'clock. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. We'd love to hear from you. Plenty of great texts about the All Blacks back three after Izzy explained why Geordie Barrett is the man for the 15 jumper. Well, you might want to send us a message on double eight double three because we got Mark Gifkins coming up out of the Hawks Bay to talk the Ross Shield. And um, 
Mark is actually Izzy's old school teacher. So if you want to know what Izzy was like as a child, we've had Daisy Dag on the show to find out what Izzy's like as a husband. Just exemplary. exemplary Pretty similar. Pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. Details here or <laughs> there. Just a man-child now. (laughs) (laughs) So send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Going on around the world, well, Claudio Ranieri, he is back. You you remember the 69-year-old from, uh, more famously, his big effort with Leicester when they were at a billion to one to win the Premier League in the 2015-16 season. So he's left his side in the Serie A, and he's coming back to manage, of all clubs, Watford. So he's taking charge under the Watford owner. Um, Pozzo family, he's the 14th manager since 2012. That's a lot. But uh, he is could be the man for the job. He's a very, very smart footballing brain, of course. And how's this? Uh, Brian Toto, you would have seen this, is he? You heard Smithy and Vossi in one of our promos talking about it. He proposed <laughs> yeah. to his, his partner after the NRL Grand Final. And he, he went ring shopping with his mate, uh, Stephen Crichton. It was all planned out. And it just kind of looked a bit emotional. Like, she looked genuinely shocked. And then the happiness, it was yeah. actually one of the great highlights. I kind of didn't really notice it too much yesterday, but I went back and had a look at it. And the public have been loving it. Apparently, she's been getting strangers coming mm. to say congratulations. Like, it's really one of the heartwarming stories. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it is. It is. And I love hearing Smithy and Vossi talking about it. Yeah, real old school. Kind of looking at who does that that is weak. Um, you know, like what's rugby going to? What rugby league? You know, Mark Guy, we didn't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. He was going to do it win or lose as well. And that's, that's the cool thing here. He had it planned. And she wouldn't have been expecting that. So, no, that was a great story. One of the great stories to come out of the grand final, which was an absolute clinic as well. But we've got some more Texas coming in as well. Louis? Yeah, the, the uh, hands down, Bowden at 10, Rico, Will Jordan and Geordie Barrett back three. That, that's been very similar. And uh, spot on, Izzy, Geordie is the number one fullback, and I agree his decision-making has really improved. Just look at his haircut from <laughs> Well, you got to understand, these boys can't go out and get haircuts. I think George Bowers there, he's the barber. He used to be a barber. Great story. He used to be a barber in Otago before he made the Otago side. So he's doing a lot of the cutting within the squad, the prop. George Bauer. Um, got another message. Think we need to decide whether Rico is a centre or wing. That way we can start working on a partnership in the middle. Either way. Also, if Mwang is available, is he starting 10? And if the case, does Bodie go to 15 and Geordie back to 14? That is from Dan Leggett. Um, no. No, I, don't, I'm, I can't see them moving Geordie from 15. He, he for me, has to stay there. We've, we've given him this time in, in the seat. I think he's t- nailed his opportunity. And that has been the problem for, for Geordie to be able to find his feet. When he first burst on the scene, he was getting chucked into the second five, ten, wing, played centre. You know, he's played pretty much every position. And, and the poor bloke never had any time to find his feet. So, but for me, I'd love to see him just stay at 15. And he can, you know, that dual playmaker role, we talk about it a lot. He can talk about, he can nail those roles. Mm. What they're trying to see is they need both sides of the attack. So what they're trying to see is they wanted a first five to be able to look after that short side. The short side, and that has been the trump card for the All Blacks in many years, being able to play double-sided attack. But my, with me, Geordie Barrett being at, at 15, he can be a playmaker, he can be in the distributor, and he can also be a bazooka with his um, with his kick as well. So um, I, I, I want to leave Geordie at 15 for me, um, build the, the wings around him, whoever that is, and they have to figure out who is number 10. 
and uh, that's the big decision the coaches have got to make as well. So there you go. Got another text here. You want to read it out, Louis? I'll, I'll, I'll read it out from Rito. Uh, Dan Leggett, that message, that's actually a sleep on it message as well for Smithy. So, Dan, hang on there because we've got yes. Smithy, Smithy before the end of the show is going to answer that. Last text before we get off and get back with Izzy's old school teacher. Couldn't agree more. Izzy is the man on the wireless. Loving it here in Gore. <laughs> Loving Geordie at 15 and Rico 11. Need a solidifier midfield. Bring back Azza and Whitelock and we will put 20 on the Saffirs. Oh, loving this. All the foster haters need to give the guy a chance. Loving SENZ, boys. Rito, you're a champion, mate. We love hearing from you. Congratulations. What do you, I'm trying to find where he's listening from. Where are you listening from in Gore? I'm trying to find the frequencies here. Queen, so are you on... Where are you? Omaru? Are you on 89.6? No, you'll be closer to 12.06 a.m. What are you listening through? Oh, you're listening through the app, aren't you? There you go. You said it in your text. Beautiful. Thanks for tuning in, Rito. Yeah, no, I love Champion. it. Love it, Rito. Kieran Reed and Reed from Gore, two of the great Ritos. Back with Mark Gifkins, is his old school teacher after this. Yeah, it's um, 16 minutes away from 9 o'clock. And lads are lucky we got Mark Gifkins coming up because apparently Izzy needs a geography lesson if the text machine's anything to go by. Izzy, they've come oh, for you. No, the Texas. The Texas machine. Sorry, Zane, it's the text machine. Sorry, Zane, it's the text machine. And I apologise, Gore is by Invercargill. Gore's by Invercargill, so they're listening on 12.24 a.m. in Gore. Anyway, Mark Gifkins will be able to share some insights on how I was as a student, and, well, good luck to me. Mark Gifkins is on the line. He is the chairman for Hawke's Bay, Ross Shield, and that wonderful tournament I've been pumping up all week. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Izzy. How are you going, buddy? Oh, I'm going well, mate. I'm going well. No, you, just be, you just be nice on this show, all right, mate? Don't throw me under the bus. I'm getting thrown under the bus. Left, right, and centre on here. <laughs> Why would they be doing that to you, matey? That's a that's a huge surprise to me that anyone would ever consider doing something like that to you. Hey, yeah, mate. Don't worry, I'll give, such, it back. I'll give it back. I'll give it back. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sitting you. here. I've, I, I've got two programs, mate. One's from 2000 and one's from 2001 for the uh, Ross Shield, mate. Where you when you played for them? <laughs> yes, yes, there's a good. Good memory. Yeah, tell me, uh, yeah, tell me in 2000, Form 1, uh, wearing number two jersey. Was yes, it a weight I issue? played hooker. No, yeah. there wasn't yeah. a weight issue. There's a weight issue now, but there wasn't back then. There wasn't <laughs> back then. Um, yeah, no, I, I had, we had some big locks. We had some big locks. I think Matt Mullaney, he was playing lock and, and the big boys, so we had a big big squad. So I had to play yeah. hooker, and, yeah, that was very interesting for me. I never hit one oh. ruck, so it was... Something new, and it was a very muddy occasion there at Nelson Park, which has been torn up now, so there's no Nelson Park yeah, these yeah. days. That's right. She was absolutely uh, a bog mine, wasn't it, for that whole tournament? Yes. Um, so, you know, interesting things at me, and I think you guys came away, you uh, drew with Napier for that particular tournament. Yes. Yes, Simon yeah. Head, he was the captain there. He, we, we lifted the shield. We drew with uh, Napier in that tournament. Mate, let's talk about this tournament. How's, um, how's this tournament shaping up? COVID aside, the challenges... You're pretty happy with how it's come come through? Uh, day one was absolutely sensational, mate. Uh, the rugby, uh, once again, quality was superb. Um, the coaches, managers and all that, you know, presented their teams uh, brilliantly. Um, and it was all on right from day one. Um, you know, it, it, when you start that first day, everyone's equal. It's nil all. And so uh, mm. uh, there's no... Um, uh, there's no hidden talents that, that uh, all of a sudden get exposed when, it, uh, when the games get onto the pit, when the players all get onto the pitch. So we started off with a uh, good game uh, between 
Uh, what have we got there? We had uh, Hastings West and C- Central Hawks Bay. And uh, we had Hastings West come out the winner there. They won 50 0. Uh, they yep. they were it was close in the first half, but what you know one of the rules we have for junior rugby now is that uh, all players have to get a half a game. Now in, in your days, I believe you, you played the full game, uh, and I think you would have. I'm just looking here, 2001. You would have played every game. I don't think they'd ever get you off the field, uh, and I think you played <laughs> in every position as well. As well, <laughs> and, and I think you took all the kicks. Is that correct? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was goal kicker too. You took played all number the kicks. eight. <laughs> yeah, you played number eight. You took all the kicks and you took all the penalty uh, oh. taps as well. I don't think anyone in your team so actually got the ball. I'm the reason off. you bought this rolling. Am I the reason you bought yeah, this rolling? Yeah. Poor kids. Yeah, to basically, yeah, to, <laughs> Never got a to basically give it, yeah, to give all the other kids a chance to play rugby, mate. Because uh, in 2001, <laughs> no one else got on the field. I think you uh, dominated with all the points for the tournament as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, refereeing at the time, so I remember it uh, vividly, uh, especially oh. the um, uh, the Campisi uh, step that you uh, brought into the tournament at that stage. <laughs> I never answered back, did I? <laughs> hey, no, 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 I mate, there was that explosive. <laughs> no, 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 you never answered me back, uh, but you left me behind. One of the uh, fears that referees have is that someone will score a try and the referee's still at the 22. Um, so uh, oh. that was one of my greatest fears when uh, I was refereeing uh, the game, and because uh, uh, of your explosive speed, mate, that I was going to get left on the uh, 22. <laughs> so I was always looking for a knock-on or something oh. I could pull you back on. Oh, mate, that's yeah. enough. That's enough for me. That's, that's enough, enough of that. Me, but we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go to yeah. the, the highlight of the uh, day was Game Three: Napier versus uh, Hastings yes. uh, East. So that would have been interesting for you because uh, East, of course, is your uh, your team playing for them for two years, uh, and that yep. year you've got a nephew playing. Yes, Gabriel Deha. How did yeah. he go? Well, mate, what a kick. What a kicker. He has got a yeah. sweet boot. He, he His boot is just amazing. So he, he uh, uh, took a couple of uh, conversion kicks and uh, nailed them beautifully nice. right right between the posts. Uh, it's just a sweet kick, you know, just just not lovely lovely action. Uh, most impressive. Uh, he, was, he played fullback in the first half, and then they moved into centre in the second half. He was able to get a lot more ball and, and uh, power through. Mm. He's got an interesting running style. He runs with the ball in one hand. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, the hand yeah I've, there, seen it. I've and, seen little clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and his other hand sort of free there to do a bit of fending. So, yeah, it reminds me of his uh, uncle a bit. <laughs> tongue out. Yeah. He's got tongue yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, but the tongue hanging out as well, yeah. But I haven't seen the... Uh, uh, the goose step yet, so we'll wait, wait and see if that comes into it later in the tournament. All right, mate. Who's looking favourites for this this wee tournament? And, and tell us how important is this tournament? It's been around for a very, very long time. Yeah, the tournament's been going since 1902, so uh, it's actually older than the Ranfurly Shield. So it, it's a one that's fought with great passion here in, in, in the Hawks Bay. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, day one we've got three teams. Uh, with, basically, if you win the game, it's a round robin, so uh, each team gets to play uh, all the teams during the week, and um, you get two for a win, one for a draw, and zero for um, not not being in the uh, first place. If you can, if I can say that. So uh, after day one, we've got two teams with two points each, and um, I, I'm. But I, I thought. Napier, you know, even though they lost, are still in a, in a good, strong position. Uh, they, they came through yeah. in the second half and, and gave East a really good clash. 
they'll be waiting in the tournament to see what's going to happen to the other teams and, and hope that East gets beaten somewhere along the track. East, I was most impressed with their uh, ability to uh, the, the back line. They were running straight, they were cutting through and, and moving the ball sweetly, so I think they were strong. Danny Vert, big boys, and uh, they had a very, very good win in, uh, yesterday. So they could be, it could be a first time that country schools could come through and, and have a bit of domination. So that, they've got a big clash today, so uh, we'll see, see how it all goes. And of course, West uh, had a, a good win with their 50 mil. So you've got three teams that are now jockeying for position and uh, see what happens. But as I say, don't count Nate me out yet. No, don't count so, anyone yeah, out yeah. yet, mate. No, quick, quickly they, don't, they, they can all change. Yep. Quickly before Lee goes, sorry, Mr. G, as we used to call you back <laughs> in the day. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who, yeah how G. do we watch it? How do we watch it? How do we watch it? And, and where can uh, we get updates the, for schools? Right, right. You can just go to the sideline app. Uh, and we're, we're absolutely fortunate here that because of COVID, Sideline apps come on board and they uh, provide a sponsorship. So they're uh, uh, putting all games on live. Uh, so if you go to the sideline app, you can sign up. It's only nine dollars ninety-five. You get all well. You don't get fifteen games now. You get twelve. Um, but you get the rest of the week. You can sit and watch all the games live. Uh, great commentary by uh, Tom Blake and his son Adam Blake. They're both doing the commentaries. Yes. Uh, and nice. and absolutely brilliant. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Well, there you go. Sideline app. I'm going to download that today and watch. My mighty Hastings East as they go out there. Yes. Hopefully get yeah. the job well, done. Really appreciate you, Mr. G. Really appreciate problem, appreciate mate. your time, Mr. Gifkins. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'll catch up with you soon. I'm actually in Hawke's Bay on Saturday doing the Hawke's Bay Magpies versus Tasman, so hopefully lock horns with you, bud. Oh, fantastic, mate. Look forward to it. Uh, you take care and all the best, eh? Yep. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. You take care. Gee, that's heartwarming, isn't it? Mr. G and Izzy just catching up all these years later <laughs> at the Ross Shield from two Hawks Bay icons to another one. The Doyen, Ian Smith, up yeah. after this to yeah. sleep on it. We're seven minutes away from nine. <laughs>